0: This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at t2t.org. That's t, the number 2 t.org.
1: Hi everyone.
2: Over to Edward
0: Robles. Go name FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me as always is my best friend and the other host of the show, Edward Robles.
1: Hey, how's it going, guys?
0: And with us today, we have a recurring guest. This is our second recurring guest, also along with uh, Andrew from Kicking It with Drew, but it is Kelsey from the High Low Sports Podcast. What's up, guys? Glad to be back as always. Super happy to be here, Kelsey. You kind of been like the feature like king right now, as of lately, with with the whole Belly Up Network and and <laughs> Unhinged. Like literally, I think I forgot what podcast it was, but that just it's just like, oh, we got high low, we got Kelsey from High Low Sports here today, and I'm just like, dang, I mean. And then you did the, you did Gridiron Gallery's uh, preview for the NFL. Um, I forgot what the the show's called, but, but yeah, great. Shout out to Gridiron, uh, shout out to Zach. But yeah, so you've kind of been a, you've kind of been a podcasting whore for a while now. (laughs) You
2: know, it is what I do best. You know, I love to talk and nobody can shut me up. So, you know, they bring me on, let me feel my heat, and then they send me home and then I go and do it on the next show. But yeah, no, I've been on a few shows recently. No, but this is always home. This one this one's always fun to come back to.
0: I mean, I can't say anything. I, I went over to an Australian podcast not that long ago. So I've I've also kind of whored myself out a little bit. So nothing I, wrong with it. No, I didn't go full on like you did. I, I just did one. Cool. <laughs> but, Damn.
2: I will teach cool you honestly. I will teach you better.
0: <laughs> I gotta work on whoring go myself. You're my out. Padawan. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, guys. I gotta work on my whoring. So <laughs> <laughs> Small steps. Hopefully, this doesn't get canceled. <laughs> oh man! But uh, but yeah, no. It's great to have Kelsey back. Obviously, if you guys don't. Well, I mean, uh, it's September seven has already passed, but that was the the first episode of Insert Name FC's history. Um, that was when me and Edward started, and with a really sp- very questionable audio setup where you could barely no, yeah. hear <laughs> <Edward>. <laughs> where you could barely hear Edward. Um, we had there the fan know, going. going. You had Robo barking like there was no tomorrow. Um, so, you know, crazy how we, yeah we're we're at our year we're officially this is our our actual I guess our year anniversary episode. Um, even though once again September seven is the actual anniversary, but obviously we're it's not like we're going to drop this episode on on actually September seven. But you'll hear this on Friday through. You know, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, but yeah. So. You guys are probably hearing us through Unhinged Radio, powered by Belly Up. Shout out to them. Or through, you know, whenever this comes available on Spotify, Pandora, and Apple, and all that. So, yeah. So, a really special episode for me and Edward, just because knowing that we hit a year. Uh, this is probably, like, our biggest commitment that both of us have ever done. Uh, <laughs> if you, I don't are you know. including
1: relationships or not? Because I have a all about that one. <laughs>
0: I have this thing that I don't like commitment, but apparently I com- I committed to this. So, yeah, pretty <laughs> much.
2: Well, I mean, hey, you brought your favorite horror on for just this episode, so I mean, there's some kind of commitment. Dang. Level
0: there, we stay, we st- speaking to something else. We're loyal to uh, Unhinged FC is <laughs> another thing that apparently I am now the logo. <laughs> so, Unhinge FC, you are the logo. I, it am is the, I am the logo. Um, but yeah, so it's a great special, uh, great episode for us to have. Obviously, me and Edward back in the mix. Edward, not knowing, actually read a text message for once and knew that he had to be here. Um, yep. <laughs> we had to get Kelsey on because why wouldn't we have Kelsey? Um, but yeah, also make sure you guys be on the lookout because Unhinged FC, that's coming back. Um, so, because Champions League is is very closely coming. Um, but yeah, we got a jam packed episode. We got headlines. We got uh, game recaps, game, some some uh, players of the week to announce our preview for the Champions League. It's not going to be like in depth. We're not going to go like into detail with these games. We're not even going to give you guys like our predictions for each group. Um, nothing like that because we want to give you guys all that on Unhinged FC. Also, give respect to Kelsey and, and the Unhinged. Sport, well, Unhinged Radio, powered by Belly Up, so give some respect to them so we can have that for you guys there. So if you guys want to hear our thoughts on each group specifically more detailed, make sure you guys check out Unhinged FC so you can actually get all that information. Uh, Give you guys some games to look forward to for this coming weekend. And I mean, the international break is over, so now everybody's back in play. I'm sure everybody's happy about that. Um, If you're a USA fan, you're kind of of worried. (laughs) You know, especially after drawing with El Salvador um, and Canada. And by the time this episode drops, we'll we'll see what happens with Honduras. Um, But yeah, and then wrap this up with a three up, three down. We already covered the power five leagues in Europe. So we're going to do a very open, broad three up, three down. And we're going to be the jerseys of the teams not in the power five league. So uh, Eredivisie in the Netherlands, the Belgium League, uh, the Portuguese League, Turkey. All those leagues, I'm not gonna list them up because there's a shit ton, but just all those leagues in Europe. Were, <laughs> so this can be is is super wide open. We don't know how 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 similar some of these jerseys uh, these lifts are gonna be. So we'll see how it goes. Um, it's gonna be an interesting episode, nonetheless. Obviously, it's the one year anniversary episode, so we definitely want to give you guys the best, and that's why we brought Kelsey along with us to about oh, this journey. <laughs> so
2: what's up there? <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going Hey, with it's show. Hector.
2: Yo, this
1: is
0: Edward. And we, we are Intername FC. FC.
1: Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer.
0: Catch us on unhingesn.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern time. We will, we will see, see you, you there. there. And we are back. Make sure you guys take full advantage of that great partner of ours, whether it's Fanatics, whether it's Swift Lifestyles, whether it's Audible just take full advantage of it. Cause obviously if you guys use it, that means we benefit and we can probably give you guys a better product. Maybe me and Edward can somehow find our way in a studio or maybe we could just finally move Spencer over here and he just builds a studio for us. I mean, any, anything's possible. I mean, that's what we're hoping for, but we can just get Edward a camera. We can <laughs> yes, probably get Edward a laptop, a working laptop. Okay. Specifically, a working laptop.
1: A working laptop.
0: There we go. <laughs> one that ever knows the password, too.
1: Oh, man. I, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is like to do the reset, but even then, I think the reset disk is somewhere out there.
0: Oh, uh, so you're dang. That's how old your laptop is that it has it, ha- it needs the CD to do the reset.
2: Yeah. Oof. Are you sure it's not a floppy disk? Are you sure you don't need a floppy drive? I mean, I would try it too if I could, <laughs> but I don't know. It's, it takes a for, it takes a monster SD
1: card, not that
2: small one. For the, oh, that's a that's a floppy drive. <laughs> <laughs> for those that don't know, I was going to say it's a monster SD drive. There you go.
0: Shout out to a, a, a throwback to one of our three up, three downs was technology from back in the day, and there. we just it's a floppy disk.
1: <laughs> oh man!
0: All right, let's get going with. There's actually something going on with the coaching world. Not necessarily anything drastic, but this does involve Edwards team Barcelona. And that is Coleman could be getting a new contract if he meets Barcelona's targets, which probably means you got to win us some games. We'll start with Edwards. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, honestly, I... I've, you know, you know how I've been feeling about this dude. I mean, I wasn't too excited, like when I was like, "Oh, coming, yay!" And then after everything that has been happening, I'm like, I just, I wasn't too excited with him, anyways. And so, right now, with him getting a new contract,
0: especially could, like Could long, get, could long, get a long, new contract, long, let's, let's, be, long, let's let's be let's be clear here, he this could this, get this, a, a new way. contract.
1: Exactly, exactly. Getting a new contract meet set if he meets the conditions. I see, I wouldn't even give him a condition. I'd just be like, "Look, dude, like you got to do it. Whether you either break it or break it, that's it. Like hands down." Because
0: so, essentially, honestly, essentially, I where you are saying it wouldn't be the worst thing if he didn't meet Barcelona. It would not. <laughs> it would
1: not. If anything, we probably here. Here, I'm thinking that, uh, and I even said it in one of our podcasts where that I thought the man to like basically once Messi left, who was going to be the one to step up? I'm over here. Oh, Griezmann. And then you know, some shit happened. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that. And then um so I, I don't think I don't think it would be a bad thing if he doesn't meet the requirements. Cause like like I said, I mean, once Messi leaves, it's to me, it's basically like a whole it's like a rebuild kind of stuff going on. I mean, I know uh Anto Don number 10 now. Uh for the for you for those of you that don't know, but he is now the new number 10 for Barcelona. But even then, like you kind of have to restructure it a, a great deal now that Messi's gone, and basically a bunch of the major key players, you know, they left. So now it's just working with what you have. And uh, like I said, I mean, honestly, if, if that's going on inside the team itself, inside the squad, why not the coach? You know, I'm just you know, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> All
0: so, right, uh, Kelsey, any thoughts on on Coleman getting this this ultimatum?
2: Yeah, look. Uh, my favorite part of this whole conversation has been that Edward won't give him stipulations, but he'll give him stipulations. It's like <laughs> I'm not
1: going
2: to give you stipulations, but I'm going to tell you: you either get the job done or you're fired, which is stipulations. But no, look, Ronald Coleman is. Uh, yeah, is he really a good coach? I like seriously. Everywhere he's gone, I feel like within three to five years they have fallen off a cliff, and that's where usually when he he leaves to find another job somehow but he's really being told like you either <laughs> leave or we're firing you type of situation. So I don't know, man, Ronald Coleman is, it, it definitely is not the worst thing for Barcelona's future. Um, if he bids adieu. do, but uh, saying you're going to put stipulations on it is just, that's a one way door to, to misery for every Barcelona fan out there.
0: Yeah. I think, I think essentially Barcelona was like, look, we're not going to fire you, but we're going to fire you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of what Edward was basically saying. Basically what I was Edward, saying. Edward is Barcelona. So I mean, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Edward would do a better job right now than Barcelona is. I mean, te- <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't technically the game. Edward's nickname <laughs> in high school was Barcelona, so... <laughs> 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 and that was actually... Yeah, that worked. It wasn't because he was good at soccer. I mean, he, he's a good street baller. I'll give him that. But it was mainly just because all he wore to school was Barcelona gear. Like, he wore Bar- yeah, the Barcelona-, Barcelona jerseys. If he wasn't wearing the Barcelona jersey, he was wearing the Barcelona pants. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like
1: he it always wasn't had... the pants; it was the hat. It wasn't the hat; it was like a wristband.
2: And then I had like the had freaking... the oh, you didn't wear wristbands to school, did you? Oh, Edward, yeah, bro. I, w- I was one of those people that wore the. It, the Nike it wasn't wristbands. like the
0: traditional wristbands. It's like the flea market wristbands—the one with the beads and all that. Like, oh, okay, all right, no, those are good.
2: Those are cool. Yeah, <laughs> you get away with
0: those. I thought you were straight up
2: wearing a sweatband, like. Like, nah, man. No, just wipe off the sweat. I know no. Texas is warm, well, but that. it's not that warm. It's cute. That. No, that's, that's hot. That's hot.
1: Bro. No, that'd be that'd be making me hot. I'd never wear sweatbands.
2: I would just do like the wristband. That's it. But okay, no, we're good. We're good. Wristbands okay with, with beads okay, just not sweatbands.
0: You gotta remember that back back in the day. That was when everybody was wearing the the live strong, <laughs> the little rubber bands. Yes. Yeah,
2: Yeah.
0: everybody. Everybody had those multicolored rubber bands that people, uh, at some point, had like specific meaning behind that. I'm not going there, but apparently there was people did some stuff there in certain colors. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember those. I was taught about those,
2: and I never uh, wore one.
1: No, I I used to have like uh, the multicolored ones. Like black, I think meant uh, teamwork. White was like hard work, and
2: then red was like.
1: No no, um, no 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 no! I think something like that. Can't remember. Edward,
2: you have the PC version. You have the the summer camp version of what they meant. <laughs> <laughs> we have I the have seventh grade locker room of what they meant is what we're referring
0: to.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Coleman, basically this I, this it has to be it's a proving year for Coleman and uh, this is going to be an interesting year for Barcelona because. I just don't see how anything positive... I mean, I could be wrong. I could probably be eating my words at the end of the season. But looking at like what Barcelona has lost so far, it doesn't look like Barcelona will be contending that much this season. I, third place could still... A Champions League spot could still happen. But, I mean, I don't think they can, they can be reaching for a top finish. All right. So... Mm. We're about to find out the damage as we go into the transfer. The the, the final transfer watch as, you know, the transfer deadline concluded on the 31st. So this is all that's happened at at the end of the 31st. So we're going to kick things off. First of all, Atletico Madrid rejected Barcelona's bid for Jao Felix. (laughs) (laughs) Duh.
1: (laughs) That's kind of like a it's kind of, to be honest, it's kind of like a "fuck you" like with, with, with the whole. Basically, win. basically,
0: Atletico Madrid was like, "Look, it's not my fault that you and Real Madrid are stupid enough to send us your players. Like, but yeah. we're not gonna yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, like,
1: exactly. We're not. That's
0: we'll, we'll let we'll let Real Madrid have have uh, have Theo Hernandez. We don't care about him. <laughs> but we'll, but we'll, we'll, we won't. We're not giving you child feelings. Are you crazy?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to give us a top twenty player in La Liga? Okay, we're not going to give you a top twenty player in La Liga. That's uh, not happening. You want? We tri- like to win our league. You want Trippier? <laughs> oh, that's just, oh that's, just, that's just that's just disrespectful. They, like they don't even want to give him Trippier. Let's be honest; they give him <laughs> backup to Trippier.
0: <laughs> All right, but yeah, that happened. Uh, Keane is set to go on loan at Juventus, so he's making a return to Juventus. Which honestly, it's crazy thing. This guy's going on loan from Everton, like. Could just someone sign him at this point? Like, I mean, he was with PSG last season. Now he's going back to Juventus. Could just someone sign this Italian at some point?
2: Why? If you're Everton, why? Like, <laughs> why? Why is Rafa Benitez getting rid of a young stud of a, of a striker? A guy who is built and plays similar to the way same same way Fernando Torres, who he had a ton of success with. Like, why are you getting rid of him?
0: I don't need it. You know, like, normally, yeah, he's normally when you get loaned out, you go to a lesser team. But this this is like you're getting loaned up. Yeah.
2: Like this is just a sign that, that Everton's like, yeah, guys, we we know we're not gonna be good. So we're gonna make sure our good player gets even better. But like, we're all gonna suck next year, anyways, when he comes back. So then he's gonna go on loan again. So that way we suck even worse when he comes back in two years. Like, this is this is dumb from Everton. Like. You need him. You need the striker. Uh, again, there's no reason this you should you should be be letting King walk away. And you know, even even on it's on, on a loan deal, it doesn't
0: matter. It's he, he it's needs, Everton being needs, Everton. He needs Premier League minutes. Yeah, I mean, he's going to Juventus. It's not the worst place to be in. More places where he can burn every defender in the league. Basically, pretty much. Speaking of defenders, Hector Bellerin goes on loan to Raúl Bettis. He did the whole if there's one thing you need to know about Hector Beller and he's going to model a lot of the team's gear and he I don't, Real Bet is props to you man, they did that throwback kappa uh jersey that looks freaking sick, I don't know if they're selling it I don't know if they were just, oh here wear this throwback Real Bettsy's jersey just for the hell of it but it kind of makes you want that throwback Real Bettsy's jersey yes, a thousand percent yes. yes but yeah so It helps having Hector Bellerin's ability to model, so that's the perk of uh, of of Hector Bellerin. Uh, But PSG went silent after Real Madrid's two hundred twenty million euro offer for Mbappe. Like straight up, just like I think PSG was just playing was trying to play chicken with Real Madrid. Like, oh, they're not gonna go, they're not gonna go over two hundred million. There's no way. And then Real Madrid goes ahead and flops over two hundred twenty million, and they were just like, "The caller you have reached is no longer in service." Because
2: I'm they, sorry the Super League is calling we cannot access your phone calls <laughs> we will get suspended by FIFA <laughs> that's exactly what that was like. PSG smart to not get rid of Mbappe first of all and Real Madrid you had plenty of time why are you wait until deadline day to flop
0: 220 over like that was not the smartest thing to do but also on PSG's end you have till the end of this season to get Mbappe into a, a deal Because if not, he's walking. It's on the last year of his contract. So some people are kind of thinking, who won in this battle? Was it the PSG just holding strong and keeping Mbappe, hoping for a Champions League trophy to entice him enough to stay in PSG? Or the fact that PSG becomes a free agent and just kind of how crazy it was with Messi watch, Mbappe watch is going to be even crazier because the fact is that this guy... Is in the in a very young age and playing at top level. So everyone's gonna cough out like the crazy. like he's gonna get messy money and as basically what I'm saying as far as wages goes. But it is it's gonna be ridiculous. So I think great for PSG to be able to try to keep their guy, but if you if I don't see a contract coming for Mbappe, this is gonna be a massive loss for them because they could have literally just got more money. I mean, they have a lot of money as it is, but they could have gotten more.
2: If if they win a Champions League, it's worth it. If they don't win the Champions League, it might be that staff is gone. Like the of uh, the front office of PhD right there are gone. If if they don't win a Champions League and Mbappe walks,
0: it's over. Exactly. Oh yeah. All right. Arsenal signed Tommy Yasu, uh, I believe he was from Bologna. He's an exciting Promising defender. I'm t- I'm I'm tired of saying promising. I'm just sick of hearing pro- like he's a promising player. Like I'm sick of saying that for Arsenal. Like can we just get a guy? Like you you guys heard it from like previous episodes. I wanted a fuck you signing from uh, from Arsenal and I didn't get one. <laughs> like no offense to Odegaard. Odegaard wasn't. I'm I'm great with the Odegaard signing, but it wasn't like you know fuck you to the Premier League. We got somebody. Like it wasn't Lucatelli. It wasn't it wasn't getting messy it was I mean messy wasn't gonna happen but I mean like it wasn't getting a big signing to show everybody hey we're gonna compete and essentially they're gonna go out with the same roster from last season you know how great that turned out for Arsenal so this hurts, this
2: hurts. When's the last was the last time Arsenal had a quality signing that actually tur- panned out well like that has actually turned himself into something quality. Michael Arteta, maybe Chess Fabregas, maybe Santi Carzola. Santi, oh yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's like, well, for a year he was good.
0: Um, I mean, it was better than Podolski. Okay, well, look, uh,
2: <laughs> I was better than Podolski when Podolski was at Arsenal. Like, let's be completely honest about that. You do have that great meme, though. <laughs> I was better than Andre Arshavin when when he was at Arsenal as well.
0: Like, basically, Arsenal just goes for the memes. I mean, freaking Lord Bentner was was part of that. But I mean, yeah, it's just it's gonna be a rough year for us. Ars- I'm gonna lose a lot of singing bets because of Arsenal. I'm just gonna put it out there. Like,
2: you're, you're gonna have a grade a-, a quality voice at the end of the season.
0: Oh god! All this yeah. practice. All right. <laughs> well, Juventus went ahead and signed another young player, Ehartaren of. V. So Juventus is making some moves, at least promising moves. They can, they can get away with getting promising moves because I mean, their team, their team's going to compete. But, uh, uh, speaking of promising young players, Leeds United signs Daniel James for 25 million, a uh, promising player for Manchester United goes to Leeds United. He's going to definitely get some starting minutes over there. So I, I think well, it's not gonna,
2: well, not <laughs> now, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he'll get some reserve minutes when Cristiano's like, I don't want to play today, guys. <laughs> no. Oh, well, no, I sorry. AJ, my bad. AJ, now he gets minutes. No. Yeah. my <laughs> flip flopped into my <laughs> head. Now he gets minutes because he wasn't getting anything with Ronaldo there. You were thinking about Brucey.
0: Now I don't get to play. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but yeah. But this is the sign that we all want to hear. Forget about Ronaldo. Forget about Messi. Newcastle United just signed Santiago Munoz, Munoz for an 18 month loan. Munoz. Deals, deal of the century. They got their guy. And I get goal three. That's all I care about red, red, redemption time for Santi. Oh,
2: this is oh the best. Lord. I like if, like there's meme signings, and then there's meme signings that might pan out for real. For real, this is the best of both worlds right now. Like I want this to be the best thing ever, and then this man goes on after an 18 month loan to get signed by Real Madrid. Like I want this to happen,
0: and then, and then goes to the Tandem. <laughs>
2: No,
0: no, oh, we're gonna flat out ignore goal three. We're just gonna
2: pretend goal three never happened, wasn't a thing, didn't exist.
0: So, so you know, Kelsey mentioned that he really wanted to see goal three, and I just happened to find it on YouTube, so I sent it over to Kelsey and I was like, You sure you really want to do this? Because it's bad. Like, I I I regret everything.
1: I loved loved goal one and goal two, you know, it's I, I stomached it, and it was good too. But go through just ah, this should
2: just stop.
0: Like first of all, good job, FIFA, on promoting the World Cup, by the way. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Like, first of all, why is it always England that they have to focus on? Why couldn't it have been two South Americans? Like, why does it have to be two generic? Two named English defenders slash strikers. Like, I'm like, I don't care about these guys. I have zero emotional attachment there, to these. There was
0: no attachment to these guys. Like you're kind of watching. It's like, why am I watching this at this point? Because like Santi's gone. Like we don't see Santi anymore until later yeah. on in the movie. I don't even care that I spoiled this movie. This movie sucked. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: Uh, Spoilers. I see Santiago Munia Munoz in the in the booth at like near the end of the game in the tam- or for the finals, and that was the moment I was like, hey Santi, and then I was like, all right, I don't
0: care about the rest of the movie now because honestly, I did and then the, the scene of the eulogy that's it <laughs> that, yep. that's where you see Santi is when Santi gets to speak on a eulogy so wow so hopefully you know Santi the real Santi gets gets a better career better than Kuno Becker that, that's all we're hoping for but yeah agreed so, yeah. so uh, congratulations Newcastle you guys literally just stole you took the spotlight from everybody because you went ahead and got Santi <laughs> here's your FU signing to the rest of the Premier League that, that there it was that was it that was a F- few sorry. So, Real Madrid went ahead and said, okay, fuck off, PSG, and went ahead and got a- another very promising French midfielder, Kamavinga, for $40 million. I-, I like this move. This was a move that I was kind of hoping would happen, and they got it done on transfer deadline day because, well, PSG was kind of being a tease. That's literally what it was, <laughs> and th- that- that's all I have to say to it. Uh, Reese Nelson joins Feyenoord on the loan that's actually a really good place for him i think nelson gets developed which is not what's going to happen with him at arsenal so yeah.
2: now feynord's a great place to go and grow too mm-hmm. i mean we talk about you talk you talk about teams like that just have great development programs Feyenoord's always going to be one of those
0: just eredivisie
2: in general just yeah just you you, yeah. you learn the technical skills that a lot of the other programs don't teach they don't focus on as much for some reason the eredivisie just is like if you want to build a technical player you send them there you want to build some flair, You send them to to Barcelona. Like that's that's basically how it works. we like, exactly. yeah,
0: exactly. love it. Um, let's see. Uh, PSG signed Nuno Mendes from Sporting, and then got themselves a, a player that's very promising. I mean, was part of that Sporting championship team. Um, so we'll see him in three years
2: when Messi um, retires. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and by that time you might see the rest of the PSG front line leave.
0: Exactly. So your guy Reese Williams goes on loan to Swansea City, Kelsey.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're not too excited about that.
2: No, no, I'm not. Depth, man. I'm all about depth in the in the starting rotation, and and Reese Williams provided that, and now he's gone. Yep. And uh, <laughs> at Swansea of all places, the last player, by the way. Uh, Liverpool that I can think of loaned to Swansea um, was a midfielder uh, super bald I can't think of his his name right now Um, but yeah he he never panned out when he returned from Swansea Um, that's not not good but he actually ended up getting sold back to Swansea and now he's been starting for them ever since in center mid I don't know it's a weird thing.
0: Yeah, they, maybe they do like a they talk, they talk a deal into these kids before they leave go back to Liverpool. They're, like, they're like,
1: like, look, look, you guys, I'm gonna promise y'all starting position if y'all go to Liverpool and fuck up. <laughs> yeah,
2: pretty much. But speaking so, of I don't wow. know, I, I it's it's the weirdest thing, but some of these loans, it's like I don't want to see I don't want to see an English born player go to an English team for a loan, if that makes sense. I don't want to see that well, built no into difference. them. They it's already Wales. yeah. Like well, same thing. <laughs> the UK. <laughs> I don't want to see them as part of the UK. Like you know, just send them to a different country to learn how to be on their own, to play a different type, style of game, and adapt that game to the English game. That's when you have the most successful loan players. But these 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 temp loans to you know, championship teams. I just, I don't like, I've never been a big fan of them.
0: Okay. This probably be a loan move that you would actually like. So Chris Richards goes on loan to Hoffenheim. So he makes his return. Hoffenheim's actually been really wanting to bring back Chris Richards. Um, Bayern Munich seemed kind of hesitant at first, but I think with the promise of Justin Che, another FC Dallas product that is linked to Bayern Munich, uh, they had no problem sending Chris Richards back out on loan. I mean, He's gonna be able to play at Hoffenheim, something that he's just not gonna get right now with Bayern Munich's back line being so solid. But I think it's a good move for Chris Richards. Uh Bayern Munich clearly wants to wants him part of their future. Um that's why they're they're okay with sending him on loan. But yeah, I, I like this move for Chris Richards. I think it's it's a it's a good situation for him. He's already familiar with the club because he was with them last season. So just overall, just a good move in general. Oh, yeah, I love this one this is
2: uh, look, get Chris Finder some time and see what he can develop into. That's, that's what you, 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 hope for. I mean, obviously you, you mentioned all the other products that are Bayern Munich. It's, it's a long laundry list of guys. And then you have these young kids still trying to fight their way in. It's like you send them out to Hoffenheim, watch them get, get the minutes you need. And, and you'll be fine. This is one of those ones where it's like, it's purely just like, he's already talented enough to be able to play in that league. It's not a necessary a, a need of growing him even more like developing outside like different talents it's more of allowing him to develop into the center back you need in this league and mm-hmm. he's gonna be tested by fire in this situation like that's that's really what you're gonna see with, with these type of players like in 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 Germany loans like this I, I love these ones because they're always from Bayern to another team <laughs> and then they tell these kids we're not going to tell them to sit you out when we play you and so they have to then play Bayern when they come and play these teams, and
0: and that's a different part of it too. That that also helps out. So basically, all right, man, Chelsea. That was a, this player Saul was just linked with everybody, and I mean yeah. everybody, Liverpool, Manchester Barcelona. United, not Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> and, somehow, <laughs> somehow not Arsenal, but the one team that we didn't really hear that much was Saul kind of we did hear something near the end but looked like it wasn't going to happen but they end up getting Saul on loan with a 30 million option to get him to keep him permanently so chelsea this they're sitting pretty right now cuz obviously if saul pans out they got a solid midfielder you know extremely underrated midfielder someone that, I mean with with spanish midfielders honestly it's just there some guys get overlooked over others but saul is definitely one of those great ones um but Know if he pans out great and then just get him for 30 million, that's a steal, in my opinion, for Saul. So, Chelsea winning this transfer, this transfer right now, especially with them just not necessarily having to make any too crazy moves. They just went and got Lukaku and got Saul, nothing crazy out about that, but and then just offloading so many players. But they, the, the, I mean, Chelsea's just really deep team, and then they get two guys to make them even stronger.
2: I just, what is he going to play? Like I know he's a, he's he's either just dead center or he's defensive mid, but like in this team, where are you actually going to play him at? Is my question because you have Jorginho there and you have the man, the myth, the legend uh, out there as well, and like so, where are you going to put Saul? Like this isn't a, this isn't like a Breaking Bad episode. You do you know There's no better call Saul situation here. Like
0: yeah, it's a. You got, this, this, this is also kind of the head scratcher for Chelsea because they didn't they didn't necessarily need a player like Saul. Not just a like, player like Saul, but yeah, okay. it's a it's a very interesting move. But, it, you know, the rich get richer in this case. Where's Tottenham? This is the one, like, I look at Tottenham, I'm like,
2: there's your guy. Why didn't you go get him? You lost to your fellow London rivals. Like, how does that make you feel? This is Chelsea over here, like, counting their dollar bills. Like, 30 million option. Here you go, bud. We'll, we'll take you and uh F you a London rivals and then they just keep moving. Like Tottenham would have been a great signing for this for them, but I don't know. I I, I scratch my head why Chelsea's like, Yeah, we'll bring another central and defensive midfielder into our team.
1: Why? They probably just didn't wanna they didn't wanna let <laughs> Because fuck you, happen.
0: that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I was like two shit.
0: Basically they're
1: they're just basically they're just basically everybody else make you, to fuck you, sign
0: me while Arsenal Arsenal's just I don't worry. We didn't do much. We got Lacunga.
1: Lacunga.
0: <laughs> La I mean, I like Lacunga though. I don't am not hating. Anyway, this is gonna hurt you a little bit. Antoine Griezmann goes back on It goes back to Atletico Madrid. Oh though. that was the that was the one that I
1: was talking about. That was the one that I was just so disappointed. I'm over here saying, Griezmann's going to be the next guy to step up. He's going to be the main one now.
0: Well, uh, in your yeah. defense network, you weren't the only one that, when we when we dropped that debate topic about who was going to be the guy for, for Barcelona this season, um, I was, I'm the only one. Luckily, my guy's still in play. I mean, Pedri. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> uh but yeah, Griez- Griezmann basically, Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid, man, right now have been playing 3D chess while everybody's been playing tic-tac-toe because... You know, they got Luis Suarez on the cheap. They 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 sold Griezmann for some good money, and they bring him back uh, on loan. So I mean, and and they also got Jao Felix. Hopefully, he ends up panning out. Um, but yeah, so Griezmann mm-hmm. goes to, goes back to Atletico Madrid, and Barcelona just. But it's not over for Barcelona because they go ahead and get De young from Sevilla on loan. Oh yay, Luke De Young, a thirty-one-year-old player. Yeah. But Edward, if it makes you feel better, you still have right ways.
1: I'm about to throw my freaking headset across this room here, sir.
2: I was wondering how he's going to take that. That's that. That was rough. The guy's on a goal scoring streak. I don't know why you guys
0: are hating on him. <laughs> yeah, he also sells real estate in New York for a living. Like, what's your point? Oh my lord! <laughs> the guy's smart, man. He's 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 taking care of his chickens. No, he sells more real estate than he does score goals.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'd rather uh, I'm just so uh like literally when I read that, I was I was pissed. I was like uh, But also
0: there's some rumors right now for Barcelona looking to get uh almost from RB Leipzig. So
1: that's actually that's one of the rumors for the um for the December trans January transfer window. Yep. So I mean uh it kind of like ooh, you know, like that, that's there, one thing. There's so. a
0: silver lining just in January. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. if they're not in Champions like League said,
1: play, for, for for all we know, for all we know, um, like I said, from now to December is going to be basically a rebuild. We're going to be working on trying to get this team together well, well, we'll see. whatever, we'll whatever see. broken whatever broken Django
2: pieces they can find. So you know, I hear Thierry Henry is <laughs> looking for a job. Maybe you can sign him.
0: You don't oh, require
2: man. you don't require a transfer window for signing Thierry Henry.
0: <laughs> all right. right? getting back on track. So Cameron Carter Vickers goes on loan at Celtic. interest I, I actually like this move. I think it's interesting. kind It's great to hear back about CCB. It's been, it's been a while since we heard, since we heard about that guy. He's been going on loan to the lower, to the championship. Hasn't just, people might have forgotten that he's part of Tottenham. Um, but, you know, hey, Celtic, that's a, that's a top team in a good league in the sport. And saying what you want about the Scottish Premier League, but it's a good league. Um, he's going to be part of that epic rivalry against Rangers. I think that's a good place for him. It's a very physical league. That's what you need from your defenders. And hopefully if he, if he works hard, maybe he could be, he can join um, Greg Burhalter's good graces and, and be part of that center back battle for that number two spot next to John, uh, John Brooks.
2: Do you remember when this guy was the number one under 25 year old at center back? coming up with Tottenham, like CCV has always kind of been that next dude. And then Tottenham has just it, like his life in Tottenham has just never worked out. And I feel like this is alone. Like you're going to, to Celtic to play in the Scottish Premier League, play for the best team in the Scottish Premier League. I don't think there's any question to that right now. And then you're also going to get Champions League experience in this move as well. Like this is straight up a, if you've never had a good chance before, here you go. Here's the golden platter you've been looking for. Make the best of it. And if we're gonna see the real makeup of Cameron Carter Vickers in this season, but uh I, I I do think he's good enough. He's always just been undersized, as big as big big issue. When he did get a breakthrough, he got injured. And then it was just like, Okay, well, what happened then, bud? No comeback, no nothing. Uh just kind of been floundering, what, like six loan spells over six years? It feels like wow. yeah. So hopefully, hopefully he makes the
0: best of it. Well, we'll hopefully, see something from him. All right. So, Ederson gets a new contract with Manchester City, so he looks like he's staying put. There's also rumors going around that Zach Steffen will also be receiving a contract extension with Manchester City. Um, don't know how entirely much I, how I feel about it. I just don't... I kind of want him to go somewhere he's going to start because um, more and more, I feel like he's going to lose his spot to Matt Turner because Matt Turner is the guy in form. No offense to Ethan Horvat, No offense to, to Zach Steffen, but Matt Turner, like he, he looks like he could be the real deal. Um, it shocked, it shocked me that no one in, in Europe even tried to contact him or maybe just Bruce Arena just didn't want to let go of his guy, which makes a lot more sense too. But yeah, so Ederson, same put at Manchester City. Uh, hopefully Zach Steffen looks at not signing with Manchester City and go, Elsewhere because he needs he needs to get those starting those starting games because he, he's gonna start slipping if he doesn't. Yeah. This reminds
2: me of the old Edward Bandersar Tim Howard situation at United when Tim Howard was at United when he first came over. This is the exact same thing where it's just like you have just a guy in front of you that is a world class keeper. Don't get me wrong, Zach Stefan, you're a good keeper. Tim Howard was a great keeper as well, but he needed that opportunity and it's going to have to be him taking it on himself and being like, you know what? I don't want to resign with you, Man City. Let me go try somewhere else.
0: That's yeah. really what's going to have to be done. Exactly. All right. Jerome Boateng joins Olympic Lyon. So, I mean, let's face it. Bayern Munich wasn't going to keep most of their guys from that that amazing team that they've had because they have probably, if not an even more, amazing team. Um, and that's, that's, just, that's just a testament to how good Bayern Munich is at getting these players. Um, but yeah. Jerome Boateng goes to Lyon. I think he, he can help out as far as like giving... Because I think Lyon has a fairly young team. So I think with his experience, he can definitely help out with that back line. Uh, so a great, great move for Lyon, especially as they're trying to have a... have a Maybe we try to win uh, Ligue 1 this season. It's going to be hard with PSG, but I think obviously they're trying to compete in Ligue 1. Yeah. Have you seen those memes though with
1: Boateng and Messi?
0: No, I I have not. But go ahead and send it to me later. Uh, <laughs> Manchester United have made it clear that their their next summer priority will be Erling Haaland, which I'm sure that's everybody's top priority. But uh, that's my top know. priority, and I don't
2: even know the team at this point in time.
0: But but <laughs> thank you, Manchester United, for making your priorities clear.
2: Check.
1: We'll see. Yeah, we'll, I'm pretty sure everybody's like, okay, go ahead and tweet your own home, Manchester United. Let's let's start with
2: maybe win the league first. I Marcus mean, Rashford second and then maybe Erling Haaland third. That that might be that might be the best way to go.
0: I mean, if you're if you're if you're old gunner, you're trying to keep your job. So
2: Yeah. <laughs> now, you're not gonna have a job though if you lose everything else. I mean <laughs> Then again, Man United still has terrible ownership. So who are we kidding? It's gonna be Ole Gunner until
0: Hey man, the end of time. An old gunner I trust, that's what I say.
1: He does.
0: He does. Uh, Pjanic goes on loan to Besiktas, so somebody wanted him. <laughs> Not even Juventus wanted him, but Pjanic is now in, in the in the Turkish league. I think that's a good league for him. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Barcelona couldn't necessarily offload him completely, but a loan move helps them out at least in the financial side. So there is that. That's I don't know. If there's anything else you want to say about Pjanic? But that's it. <laughs> uh. Uh. Fakao goes ahead and goes back to La Liga as he goes and plays for Rayo Vallecano. So that's still, the... play? yeah, still playing. Yeah, Fakao still playing.
2: Shocking. Did like, wasn't there an age thing when he went to Man United? It turned out he's like four years older than he actually claimed to be. Wow, I and forgot then, about that one. <laughs> like, isn't he actually like thirty three in reality? Like
0: 33, 34? Oof, man. Well, I don't, I, I gotta look that up, but. Wow. That's true. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, no, this is just this is just another move. This is just okay, let me give you more money while I still can. Why not? This is this
0: is literally a money grab for Ryo Iconic. Because kind of, like, hey, look, look who we brought. Look who we brought yeah. to our small club. Yeah, wow. so he's thirty-four years old. Jesus
2: Christ. Sorry, thirty five years old. My bad. I
0: was about to say, wow, it was like so he, he even lied about his age twice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was about to say it was like <laughs> And, uh,
0: and to wrap this up, this uh Romeo Beckham joins Fort Lauderdale Club Football. They got the wrong Beckham. Yeah. So the son of, of, of Beckham, of David Beckham, is playing for basically Miami FC's uh lower league
2: affiliate. <laughs> so if they can sign women, he, they definitely need to sign his daughter first and then Romeo second. Because his daughter is a
0: beast. She's a beast. Yeah, she can play. Yeah, she she definitely can bend it. Oh, yeah. So oh, can you, worry, imagine, can you imagine uh Beckham's daughter and 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 Trinity Rodman playing together?
2: Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to play that team as a grown man with grown <laughs> men teammates. I'd get schooled by a bunch of Little kids like no, I'm good. I don't want to. Die. I'm good. You
0: have you have the daughter of one of the greatest passers and free kick takers in in history, and then you have the daughter of one of the most dangerous guys in the paint in NBA history. Like that is not that's not a, that's a recipe for a disaster. But I, I guarantee you, she can score some
2: goals with her
0: head, and she can also
2: defend like a, a monster. Like Trinity Rodman is she. You could do it all if you wanted to, and then you have, you know, baby Beckham over here. Like, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna drop it on a dime for you. Here you go. Yep, that's it. We'll see what happens with her. All right. And they say women's soccer isn't growing. Women's soccer is growing. Just look at the you right need, numbers. Y'all
0: need to watch the NWSL. I was glad to see the Houston Dash playing on CBS. It was a good game. Um, yeah, it was a one-one drop, but still great game nonetheless. I like the play. That, that yeah, the NWSL is definitely a good league.
2: Pay um, hey the women, yeah. Pay hey them money, and this is what happens: we get a good quality program.
0: Exactly. All right, let's get going with these headlines, man. All right, we gotta we gotta make the announcement, man. Well, it's actually already been announced, but Super Mario Bandzukic is hanging it up. It is. Uh, so he he posted it on social media. So he, here's the here's his post that he said. So dear little Mario, he actually wrote basically wrote a letter to his younger self. While wearing these boots, you're first in life. You can't even imagine what you will achieve in football. You will score goals on the biggest stages and win the biggest trophies in the jerseys of the biggest clubs. In the jersey of your greatest pride, the Croatian national team, you will ride some of the most important moments of Croatian sport. You will succeed because you will have a lot of people on your way to help you. Teammates you will fight with, coaches you will learn from, fans who will support you, and family. Managers and friends who will always be with you you will be forever grateful to all of them. This guy had one hell of a career. Three-time Croatian League championships, four-time Italian Cup championships, two-time German Cups, and a Champions League title. And then obviously had one of the greatest runs with Croatia, making it to the World Cup. Fell short when they lost to France, but still something that was crazy to think that that Croatian, especially because that Croatian team went to penalties like, Every single knockout round Mm -hmm. going into that. So, that they basically played like almost like eight games before going into the World Cup. So, I'm yeah. Uh, Maro I think, I think if you know the game, you understand what kind of player he was. Um, only I I feel like it's only the people that know Maro Mandzukic because I think if you're not like, because obviously, if you're like not a novice at the game, you're probably thinking of Ronaldo and Messi. And then you forget about the Robert Lewandowski's, the Mario Mandzukic's of the world, just because they're not as a higher profile. I mean, Robert Lewandowski is a high profile player, but I think if you don't know soccer, you don't know Robert Lewandowski, just like you yeah. wouldn't know Mario Mandzukic.
2: Well, you know, Mario Mandzukic was literally Lewandowski before Lewandowski at Bayern. Yeah. Bayern replaced Mandzukic with Lewandowski. It's like, everybody forgets, this guy is a stud. And this epic run we saw, we see Bayern on now. This, this, I mean, really, last decade plus. It started with Mandzukic up front for Bayern. I mean, you, you know, this whole entire he built something with Bayern that's never been built before. And with Croatia, what he was able to do, probably one of the more most incredibly underrated players internationally. And that's probably for various reasons, whether it be for Croatia, whether it be because he was really quiet media wise. Like honestly. He let his his skills do the talking, and and that's for better and worse. That being, you know, being in Italy, being in in the Bundesliga, Americans don't really get to learn much about Mario Mandzukic because we didn't cover them as much back in the early, in the twenty ten through twenty twenty region. Now it's always on ESPN, but that's recently not so much. You know, before that, and it's unfortunate that we didn't get to see a lot of Mandzukic. You know. Thankfully, Fox Soccer One back in the day was uh, you know my go-to for for watching him play, and the guy was you know everything you want from a striker uh, plus some. I mean, really, he could drop back in the midfield, play out of the midfield, play out of the back, uh, work his you know one twos. He could take somebody on if he needed to, and he could score with his head. Uh, you know, do it all in the same game if he needed to. So it's 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 good to see that he's you know retiring, but at the same time, good memories of remembering play.
0: I think one of the ones I remember is the the Champions League final between Real Madrid and Juventus and even though Real Madrid won it I think Mario Mandzukic got all of the attention with his goal that he scored because that that scissor kick yeah that was that was the highlight like forget the, the three goals that Real Madrid scored in that game just care about that one goal that was scored by Mario Mandzukic because that's I remember like even I was like happy that Real Madrid won that that Champions League but I was like but Mario Mandzukic's goal, like good God, and that at that point he was really up there in age at that point as well. So it was just crazy to think that this guy, especially as tall as he is, as af- like for for normally for players at his height, you're not expecting athleticism like that. But Mario Mandzukic was was just an anomaly. Like he was just completely just different. But Edward, you got to see this guy obviously play with Juventus. Um, but also, you know, we you know also tortured us when, when he was with Atletico Madrid. But uh what what do you remember from Mario Mandzukic?
1: Same thing, like the the sister kid goal. That's, that's what I remember. I was like, man. I even even I, I I was literally watching uh one of those um I guess you could say compilation videos, uh with Mario Mandzukic and all his goals and stuff. Literally just nothing but bangers and Sometimes it was like those headers that you, you didn't think oh nobody's really gonna get those they're too up there and he would just tap it he wouldn't even really force it in there. he'd just like tap it and it would just go into the top corner or it would just like lob in there but like like I remember I remember that that kick goal I was like that one was epic that one was like that was to me my favorite goal that he's he's actually scored and I mean he scored a lot of goals but I think it was like on his top ten uh, of that video for sure. So yeah, uh, Super Mario. He was a hell of a he's a he's a hell of a striker. I'm not saying he was hell of a he is a hell of a striker. Shoot, put him to put hey put him to play indoor with us, bro. I swear to God, he'd be scoring he scoring freaking goals. He, he'd be car- he, carried he, he
0: carried the yeah, team. carried the yeah he
1: he no dude. And the thing is, like he was so tall. Whenever he would get in the area, he he, he would try to foul him. You couldn't really even drop back that, that easily either. Mm-hmm. So he would actually just. He would just score right then and there, right inside the right inside the box. Yeah. So he, no, he's a, like, great. like Kelsey said, he was he's he's very underrated compared to like all these strikers today. But yeah, Kelsey's right. When he was with Bayern, he was the one that uh, that basically led the charge. He was he built something with them too.
0: No, yeah, exactly. So congratulations to Mar just It sucks knowing that like the era of what you, me, and Kelsey got to watch like kind of going near the end it's like like i'm telling you man like it, you know when when we're when we're in our 50s and we have our you know we're all grandparents and, and shit, we're gonna be those, those the old man yells at cloud and you know just talking about like y'all don't know what real players look like 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 that's <laughs> that's just gonna be us man like we're gonna be those old heads in the barbershops just like nah you got it. whatever this uh, Zacadinho. like no one cares about this kid. Like, this <laughs> <What the hell? laughs> I would not be surprised if someone names their child Zaccadinho, Just by the way, <laughs> so it's only a matter of time. Shoot, I Calcino? might be the I might be the guy that calls him Zacadinho. <laughs> is going to
2: be Calcino? 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 Actually, I think there is a Brazilian player named Calcino who plays for
0: uh, uh, <laughs> uh Flamengo's. There's there's a there's a Brazilian player named Yago Pikachu. So I mean.
2: Yeah, like at this point in time, there's a Brazilian player named Everything Inyo. It just means little other thing. (laughs) Little other thing.
1: Fucking All
0: right. Now to something a little bit more depressing. (laughs) Um, Arsenal. Um, Here we go. Arsenal. Uh, reason this struck a nerve with me, especially because so Edu goes ahead and calls for patience from the Arsenal fans, which, by the way, fuck off. But. uh, This this is the quote that he decided to go with, and he thought that oh, this this is what's going to get the fans like supporting us. Judge Arsenal when the team plays together.
1: So, what have
0: we been seeing in the last three games?
1: <laughs> have 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 every has everyone been playing a different match that we don't know?
0: Of? Uh, well, okay. So, in defense, Are we playing split squad. Apparently, uh, in in his defense, obviously Ben White hasn't been hasn't been healthy only was only played that first game um whatever happened with Lacazette and uh, and uh with and Aubameyang I don't know what's going on there but like I said just pick one of those guys and just just stick with him I really don't care at this point um I prefer Aubameyang no offense to Lacazette but I just rather have Aubameyang with his speed um the only thing with me is I just not do not want to see Xhaka on the field like I don't even want him on the bench I don't want him to be an option like I get it that they signed Damn. him this big deal I don't want Shaka to be an option on this team because, like I said, he's a red card waiting to happen, and guess what happened against Manchester City? A red card happened. Um, but the thing is with me, is just, yes, okay, this isn't 100% Arsenal. I get that, but even 100% Arsenal doesn't get me thinking like, oh, we're going to win. So, it, like, I still... Granted, I will say, it wasn't the best way to start the season to have Chelsea and and Manchester City, in within your first three games of the English Premier League, that kind of sucks. But at the same time, you should be able to beat Brentford, and you didn't. Um, Chelsea, I'll give props to Chelsea's uh, to Arsenal's somewhat defense that they were able to hold them off to a two nothing win. But we saw what happens when you go up against a team like Man City, which the floodgates open, you lost five to nothing. Um, so, and also to add on, the team has yet to score a goal, so in the Premier League. I mean, everyone's going to talk about that that West Brom game. But that's just the issue. I think we have seen the Arsenal team. And the issue is, is just that you didn't go out and get anybody to impact this team right away. You spent $145 million on this transfer window and you got players of promise. You didn't get players that can play right now. Even That even includes Ben White. Odegaard is the only player that I could say Is gonna fit right away in the starting lineup, and you feel comfortable with it. Ben White, like I like him, I want to see how he develops, but that's the question. That's the part that the key word right there develops. You need players that can come in right now and compete in the English Premier League, and you didn't get guys that will do that.
2: This is this is also the first time I will say that I feel like Arsenal isn't Arsenal. Like if that makes sense, like Arsenal has always had a very single set mentality when it came to playing football. It was the beautiful game of passing this arsenal team. I honestly look at their players on the field and I see 14 different ways that these guys can play. And none of them are the way they're actually playing on the field. Like the tactics right now are all over the place for this team. They do not feel like they have been well coached, which is seems a shame to say because they have one of the more promising coaches, you know, speaking of another promising something with arsenal more promising coaches coming up right now, but it's like they feel everything about Arsenal right now just feels scattered. I mean, it just doesn't feel very cohesive at all. It's not I mean, even the worst Arsenal teams, I mean, they still were competitive. And and also, who did they piss off in the FA to get Chelsea and Man City in the first three weeks? Like who who, who got mad at them in the in the offseason? It was just like you're gonna get them in the in, in week two. You're gonna get them in week three. Like no, nah, no, nah, no. Nobody deserves. That's like that's what happens to teams who come up from the championship. Not Arsenal, you know. Not a former Big Four.
0: Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, just it's just crazy thing that you're you're you're. I think from as far as the Premier League goes, I think Arsenal spent the most, and it doesn't feel like they did. Yeah.
2: Well, it, they they spent the most because Lukaku was was a cheap get out of jail free card for Chelsea. <laughs> That's the only reason why they spent the most. But were you? Um no, I was I was going to say I was like, I mean, Chelsea's right
1: on that one. I I'm, truthfully I wasn't I mean, I was poking fun at you about it, but uh starting Arsenal starting like that, yeah, you wouldn't expect that. I was honestly remember last season um, when Leeds United uh, came up. I was expecting something like that to happen to Leeds United, and they they shut me up. So, I mean, that's the it's just. Um, I mean, you're you're right too. They didn't sign any. Um, as you post so eloquently said, it fuck you signings. Um, but you know the. And, and, I mean just, uh, so the
0: reason why mm, I've been I've been mm, the, reason why, the the reason why I've been emphasizing on fuck you signings is because of the fact that Arsenal have been making these like low key low key good signings that would in in few years time could pay off. But the issue is that like there's too many young players that are are promising. Obviously, you had to offload some of those guys um elsewhere because of just the fact that they're just not gonna play. Um and, but like you need it we need to start seeing these guys we need to start seeing more of Pepe cuz i mean that guy they paid way too much for him to not be playing him you need to figure out what exactly is going to happen with obameyang and lacazette like at this point like i said commit to one of those guys arsenal can still salvage something this season like it's not obviously it's so early that anything can happen but like at this and once again like just keep jaka somewhere and just let let him be wherever he is like don't don't bring him onto the lineup like, don't let, let him even touch the bench. Like, just let him go hang out somewhere. But, I mean, luckily, he's got the red card, for so we don't have to worry about him this week. But, um, <laughs> but like, actually, like, play the guys and see how these work out. Luckily, like, honestly, I've been telling people, like, the only thing that's kept me with Arsenal is the fact that you have Saka and Smith-Rowe. Those are the two guys that I'm excited to see. I can't wait to see what these guys can do because I know... In a few years, these guys are gonna be it in the Premier League. You know, whatever happened to Maitland Niles. Well, apparently he wanted out of Arsenal, but then the car to talked to him, so now he wants to stay put. He wants to play right back, but everybody wants to play in the midfield. And I mean, I can see why he he'll I think he'll be a good midfielder, but he I think his mentality is like, well, I've been getting called up with England as a right back, so I wanna keep playing as a right back so they'll consider me at a right back. Which is kind of also sounds kind of dumb because, I mean, look at the right back position at in England, it is very loaded. So I think for him, maybe defensive midfield could be that that spot where he can get get an even better shot in England.
2: Yeah, yeah I just like internationally. You know, he's he's a guy that showed promise, and you don't use him. I mean, that's your number one problem. And then also, it doesn't help that the guy that you were replacing with, and then. Guendozi is is now on loan again. It's like uh Arsenal to me, they're just like they, they I don't Guendouzi know if they have looks a looks good and Guendouzi yeah, he looking- looks fantastic and he's on loan and
0: it's like why? Why, why, why? Again. And same thing with Saliba. Like he's <sighs> also looking good at, at Marcio. Like you got Torero too, who is also look he
2: looks fantastic in, in playing a, for Argentina. And now he's like, Is it Argentina? I think it's Argentina. Uruguay. Uruguay, thank you, Uruguay. Playing during the summer and it's just like, well, where's he at now? Oh, he's on loan. Oh, okay, he's going to make somebody else better.
0: Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Arsenal, Arsenal. Arsenal is just a mess. I, I think Edu is crazy to be calling for patience because I think at this point, Arsenal fans aren't happy with what where this team is at. Yeah, I don't blame him.
2: I, I would be in the same boat if I were you guys too. This feels like when, when Liverpool was going through all the Brendan Rodgers issue before Jurgen <laughs> came in. It, like where it was just all kind of scattered and everything was being blamed on the transfer team and everything like that. Like there's no excuses for what's happening right now other than somebody in the front office needs to be fired and you guys need to get on one page. That's that what that's what needs to happen. Exactly.
0: All right. So I, I got to put myself down a little bit. Now I'm going to put Edward down. So the we go. craziness of Mariba versus Barcelona. all right so if you guys didn't if you guys haven't been hearing our episodes where we talk about mariba so mariba Mariba. yeah declined an extension after being at la macea for 11 years has all he knows is barcelona but he continued to decline on extending with barcelona a lot of people had rumor had rumors believing that real madrid had something to do with it like they're Oh, once you leave the once you leave Barcelona, you can come with us and we'll you'll be our star. Obviously that didn't happen because well he ends up going to RB Leipzig for 13 million. Smart by Barcelona, by the way. Obviously, if if we're gonna lose this guy, let's get something out of it instead of letting him walk. So I'll give props to Barcelona there. Um obviously, I guess that kind of hits a dent on on their on their debt right now. But it's a good situation. It's like Barcelona wins because obviously they get something out of a player that's gonna leave, and RB Leipzig went ahead and got themselves a very promising young player, which just sounds like RB Leipzig as always. Um, and they get it. They get them for at least not not having to spend anything because they use essentially they use the money that they got from Bayern Munich for getting their player. I can't remember the top of, of top of my head right now, but the Austrian player that they had, at RB Leipzig. Now at Bayern Munich, but they use essentially they use that money to go ahead and get Mariba. But it's just, it's been constant drama that's been going with Mariba. Obviously, the harassment from from the fans, um, you know, the, the racial abuse that he gets on social media, just the whole drama that came with it. But Mariba finally spoke out in a press conference, and this is basically what he had to say The last few months have been the hardest of my life. We, referring to his family have received abusive messages, but we have been able to get over it, get, get over it to be here today. I don't deserve these messages. They, the people at the club have said many things that are not true. And we have had to keep tight lip because of the respect that we have for Barcelona. The things that they have said in the press have not been fair. I have improved at Barcelona with support of the fans, but over the past few months, they have no, not known how to behave. I am not going to judge the whole fan base based on these few people. I will always have Barcelona in my heart. It has been complicated. has been a complicated few months, but it has passed, and I wish the best for the club, especially Ansu. As I have seen that they have given him the number 10 shirt, and he's the most suitable one to wear it, I wish him the best. Well,
1: I mean, that's... That's really a good uh, good sentiment to come from, like, towards Ansu. And then he's also expressing, like, you know, like, how the fans have been treating him. And he's not going to blame the whole fan base. He's not going to say, all y'all fans are, are sorry or, you know, y'all suck. It's kind of like, um how you remember how in the Texans, you know, the whole Matt shop situation, you know, you had people going to his house, throwing shit and sending him notes or sending him letters saying that, you know, uh, they were just wishing all kinds of bad shit for him, and Matt Schaub didn't say, "Oh, you know, I hate Houston." Yeah, just because of these guys. No, he was like, "You know, I thank the fans and everything like that." So I guess it's a it's a, it's a good way to part, you know, so uh, part ways. Uh, I guess in a decent way, you know, he didn't, he didn't come to terms with the with the club, so he made he's he's just gonna leave. And I, like you said, I, it's smart of Barcelona to let him go. To actually get something for him, than to just be like, okay, we're just going to let him go when you know, his contract completely expires, like his, his Masia contract expires, and then he's just going to walk out and go anywhere, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Look, I mean, so, it wasn't that long ago this guy just set a record for contract for Barcelona coming out of uh, their youth contract, making five hundred thousand dollars a year with a buyout clause of a hundred million dollars. That was his contract that he just finished. Like Mm -hmm. an absolute stud of a player. I mean, it's safe to say he has been a professional at Barcelona since he was seven years old. And obviously that's all he knows. But at the same time, he's more of an attacking center mid than he is a, a true center or defensive mid. And they're playing him in defensive mid roles at Barcelona. I don't blame him at all for wanting to be like, can I go somewhere to develop my talent elsewhere? Because all they were doing was subbing him in for Sergio, uh, Sergio Busquets, it felt like every single time they played him. And it, even when they didn't, they still told him to hold, to be a holding midfielder, and you know, still sit back there and team up with with Busquets. Which we all know Barcelona's way their team passing works, the tiki taka, and, and the way it's supposed to be built from the back forward. So he plays a major role. But at the same time, it's for a guy who wants to attack, for a guy who wants to to be on the front foot that's never where you want to be in that Barcelona team. And, and it's, it's, I don't blame him at all for wanting out, to be honest with you. I, I, I love his, his, his message. Um, you know, look, don't treat me like crap. I was here for, since I was a seven year old kid and I'm leaving on my own accord after a contract, like, you know, well, at the end of a contract, I should say, and it, it's just that it, 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 that's the end of it. That should be all there is to it. He shouldn't deal with the abuses he's dealing with, but you know, I love him. Him giving respect to uh, Ansu Fatih. And, yeah, I mean, that's a guy he played with. So, I mean, he's obviously going to give respect to it. But I think the writing was always on the wall when Barcelona didn't change their playing style at all over the last decade. It's just kind of, this is one of those youth players that you kind of know in the back of your head if you're a Barcelona fan. He's like, he could be so much better if he played in an attacking role. And Barcelona's like, well, where are we going to put him? that's not our that's not how we play that's that's not our game so where do we put him and and that's that the issue they run with and and you know some fault in this does lie with with Komen as well you don't put an attacking midfielder into replace busquets ever that's never a good good replacement so I, I I love this move for him though to go to leipzig uh and all they're building up there uh, is it, it fits him perfectly absolutely perfectly. And and don't, and don't be surprised if he's the, the ticking heartbeat of that team going forward. Really?
0: I mean, I could kind of see him do something similar to what Jesse Marsh had with Brendan Aronson. Cause you got to remember, Brent, you know, Jesse Marsh is the guy in charge of RB Leipzig now. Um, so def, I, you know, he definitely likes to have attacking midfielders. So I think, um, I think it's a good move for Yeah. yeah like I said, it's a good move for Mariba. um, Barcelona at least gets something out of it. Um, in general, it's a good move. It's just obviously everything the the baggage that came with it, um, and obviously some of the negativity that came towards it from just how Barcelona wanted to portray the situation did not help.
2: Yeah, Barcelona spin artist at this point. Like you lost Messi, so now you're trying to spin everything so you're not at fault anymore. It feels like, and they did do one good thing though. They did reserve the right to ten percent of any future sales.
0: So. Yep. so when Mariba goes to uh, to Bayern Munich...
2: Yeah, when he gets, <laughs> gets sold for $100 million, they get $10 million back. So that $16 million contract looks a little better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, guys. It's debate topic time. This debate topic is brought to you by Swift Lifestyles. Swift Lifestyles is the ultimate, ultimate energy for the gamer. If you guys want, go ahead to swiftlifestyles.com. Use the code insert so you get yourself a 15% discount on some great energy. More it, it's more than just for the gamer. It it helps, it helps me I keep my mind straight whenever I take it. Um highly recommend the gummies. I actually devoured those things. maybe they taste a little too good uh, because <laughs> <laughs> also maybe there was probably a little bit too much energy after that. But no, it's it, it's a great product, it, it keeps you focused. Um, which is what you need as a gamer. But I think it's just, it's great for everyday stuff. So once again, go to SwiftLifestyles.com, Use the code insert name FC at checkout and go ahead and get yourself a 15% discount. All right. So debate topic, obviously the transfer window has concluded. We're not talking about the winners or losers of teams. Cause I mean, everybody is doing that, but to me, to you, who is, what was the best transfer move from this window?
1: Hmm. Well, I don't really have to say, like me personally, I'd have to say Chelsea got the better one with Saúl because I know Barcelona was eyeing him, Manchester was eyeing him. Everybody was basically eyeing him and they wanted him. But Chelsea basically got the better of it because Saúl is a hell of a player. And they got the option to buy. And like you said, it's a steal. Okay. For 30 million, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, for me, I look at Romelu Lukaku. I mean, Lukaku going back to Chelsea for only $115 million? Uh, I mean, that's fantastic for Chelsea. And then on the, on the backside, you know, Inter, you got $115 million to hopefully get you out of debt from the Super League. Maybe. <laughs> so I think that's the best one across the board. Obviously, there's a couple of long-hanging fruit ones out there, but I'll leave those for another time.
0: All right. Well, for me, and this is a player that I've, I've had a, a very soft spot for. I think he, he's a very good player if he gets a chance to play. And I think ever since he's he's he made that move, he's definitely been in taking full advantage of it. And that's Tammy Abraham going to Roma. Um, I think it was one. Clearly, Jose Mourinho likes this guy. Um, I don't know if there was any. I'm sure when Jose made his return to Chelsea, probably got a little got a little glimpse of what Tammy Abraham was or is, actually to be more accurate. Uh, but clearly wasn't going to be wasn't part of Chelsea's future, which is crazy to think. Uh, but you know what? Hey, Jose Mourinho gets to take full advantage of it, and I mean on his debut, went ahead and got two assists. So I think that was the best move for him. He goes into a very attack heavy Roma team. Um, with Jose Mourinho as manager who seems to be the Serie A master. So I think at the, at maybe not the most illustrious or massive signing that got all the attention, but I definitely did like Roma's move to get Tammy Abraham.
2: Yeah, I love that one. He's always been underrated at Chelsea. And for some reason, he just couldn't break through
0: Olivier Giroud. And now he gets to go be his own man in, in Roma. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, mm-hmm. of transfers that I like. I mean, obviously we're going to mention the Santiago Muniz transfer. But yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I like, think uh, I think there's an underrated one in, in the Facayo tamori one, Chelsea to AC Milan. Oh yeah, Tamori I mean, honestly, just fell out of out of favor in in Chelsea, and now he goes to AC Milan and can
0: I think help any, build an AC I Milan, think Milan any team. That team that got a Chelsea player, <laughs> it worked yeah. out for them. That's a good point. It's a very good point. Shoot, even West Ham getting Zuma. <laughs> <So>. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would also. I'd also throw Danny Ings going to Aston Villa. I I did like That's that. That's
1: actually true. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I actually mentioned that on uh because uh my winner for uh, when I was on on uh after extra time over with Stewart and and Paul, um you know when they were asking like who was the winner for the Premier League I actually did say Aston Villa. I like the moves that they made. And obviously, they didn't get hurt too much financially, especially with that Jack Grealish move. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I definitely like that Danny Ings move. I think it was very underrated. Um, plus, they also got Leon Bailey. But, no, yeah. So there was there's a lot of moves to look into, but I think Tammy Abraham, I thought, was just, to me, was the smartest move. Jose Mourinho, once again, proving why he's the special one. Yeah. <laughs>
2: special one is a good Good asterisks next next to that one.
0: <laughs> Good asterisk. yeah, yeah. We we we're gonna, conversated about it'll, that. It'll be fun for a while, and then it just then falls apart in in spectacular fashion. So, yeah, I'm still
2: waiting. I'm still holding out hope for Kanate though. I'm just waiting and to see how that that turns out for for Liverpool. Just, I know it was agreed upon before this transfer window, but it actually took an effect
0: this window. So it's like, how did how is it actually going to look? I don't know. Yeah, and and I'm I'm still dealing with life after Sergio Ramos. So
2: <laughs> you got David Alaba. Yeah, you're fine. You have a rule number four oh,
0: now. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I mean, I like Damn. David Alaba. I definitely can't wait to see him as a center back, and not so much as a left back. I mean, he looked great at the left back, but obviously, once the the back line is fully healthy, when you have Ferland Mendy, and then have David Alaba and, be, and Nacho Fernandez being that center back pairing, I think I think Real Madrid will be really good this season. Um, I don't think that like people had concerns for this for this uh for the back line. I don't think that the the concerns are really that needed because I think that they addressed it very well. Um, but I mean, the midfield probably could have been addressed, but they did with Kama Vinga. I think they I think Ramaj is going to be a really good team this season.
2: Just let David Alaba take the ball and he'll play midfield too. You'll be fine. I do find it funny though that the last two number fours from Madrid now have have been converted wingers.
0: (laughs) That's true. I mean, Gareth Bale. Kinda looks like a resurrection of, of the old Garrett bell though. So. Sort of. Sorta. Of, kinda. Of, little bit.
2: Look, like you don't just go score a hattie and then not get a little credit. It must be that number 50 something he was wearing the other day. He's actually 18 now. <laughs> I know. It's still ridiculous. What
0: was that fifty-five he was wearing in, in well, preseason? Well, Eden Hazard wore fifty uh during preseason as well. I remember watching him in the International Champions Cup uh when they was here in Houston and he was wearing fifty, and I thought that was still kinda weird. I did not like it. I was not a fan. (laughs) But so, yeah, there you go, guys. So, that was the debate. Our our ideas on the debate topic obviously, Kelsey had Lukaku, Edward had Saul. So, both picking Chelsea, which is weird. But, uh, and then I had Tammy Abraham, which also a former Chelsea player. So, Chelsea basically is the theme. So, if you guys want to know who won the transfer window in our eyes, it's Chelsea. (laughs) Chelsea. (laughs) Teams picking off of Chelsea or Chelsea. Either teams picking off of Chelsea or just Chelsea. So, there you go. (laughs) Chelsea was involved that is the agreed upon insert name FCs and unhinged FCs agreed upon that Chelsea won the transfer window (laughs) All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with game recaps yo Edward I'm digging that jersey where did you get it
1: thanks I got it at fanatics.com
0: what's fanatics
1: fanatics is your one stop shop of all things sports you can get the gear of all your favorite teams even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the NH Sports Network.
0: Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we are back. All right. Game recaps. Edward, what is your game to recap?
1: All right. So my game to recap is actually the Wales versus Belarus, which Wales actually beat Belarus 3-2. to two. So it was a, it was a close one. It wasn't like a like a, oh hey, you know they they out like freaking 5-0 kind of stuff. <coughs> Timo Warner <coughs> joke insert here. <coughs> but um Wells had 66% of the possession. Wells outshot them 17 to 7. And of course, you know, Gareth Bale, I mean, we were just talking about him. Uh, he scored a hat trick, uh, penalty in the 5 in the 5th minute. 69th minute, and then he ended up scoring in stoppage time in the 93rd minute. So, hey, you know, props to him for that one. But yeah, that's my game to recap. Hector, what's, what's yours?
0: So my game to recap is Israel beating Austria five to two. So mentioning uh, David Alaba, Kelsey over here, um, he was <laughs> actually he was actually playing on the wing. So. Um, it, I was trying to find I was trying to find him in the back line and that he wasn't there. He was actually wearing number 8 and then playing on the wing which was very interesting how Austria uses David Alaba. But you know what when you have the athleticism of like what David Alaba has you can pretty much play anywhere on the field. Um but yeah, so Israel ends up beating Austria 5 to 2. Austria had 59% of the possession and they also outshot uh Israel 19 to 9. The crazy part was the onshots... Uh, the on-target shots were actually even seven to seven, so you could probably say Israel was probably the more efficient shooting team uh, in this game. And I mean, clearly they won five to two. Uh, but the player to highlight in this game was Iran Zahavi, who from Israel, who ends up scoring two goals—one in the thirty-third minute and in the ninetieth minute. But this game was basically Israel had the lead and just kept it going and just kept adding on to it while Austria was trying to build something out of. What they could have, but um, you know, this is the part of World Cup qualifiers, man. Like, you can never count certain teams out. I'm sure everybody, when they saw a a team like Austria who who competed in the Euros, you would be okay. Well, Austria is going to beat Israel. Well, it's not that easy. So anything can happen. I mean, Italy ended up drawing with Switzerland, and you know, so anything happens in these World Cup qualifiers. That's why World Cup qualifiers are so difficult. So you know, that's why you have teams like Italy and. Chile not making the World Cup last year and, well, the last World Cup and, you know, USA also not making it, but, you know, it's not as easy as people think it is.
2: Yeah. No, that's a struggle. Every, every, every league, every competition, organization, whatever you want to call them, every region has their own teams that are just not so much like they're going to be good, but they're always, they're always that pain in the neck type of teams. I mean, for, UEFA, it's always been like Northern Ireland for some reason, you know, causes problems for teams. It's just like, why? What? Like Northern Ireland, the small UK region that's less than a million people causes problems for the rest of the UEFA somehow. It's crazy to see.
0: Yeah, and it's funny with the, with speaking of, you know, what the US men's national team, obviously not having the great, the best start having to draw with El Salvador. Which, by the way, they're playing in, they were playing in El Salvador. So, already that's that's also really rough cuz it's very human that stadium the the crowd's very the crowd's a big factor they said there was like 40% of the crowd that did not look like 40% by the way but um, they had the green lasers it, it, people were some people were shocked to see like police and like with the with the shield, with the shields and everything like on the sidelines i was like no that's that's a, that's a typical game in el salvador <laughs>
2: so that's that's games in concacaf outside of the us and canada
0: yeah. So, I mean, and the and honestly, CONCACAF is a very physical league. And that was kind of my conf- uh, confederation to be more specific. But I think this is my one concern for the U.S. men's national team. Is like, yes, you have these players that compete in Europe and, you know, in that are playing in top leagues in Europe and playing for some really big league teams in Europe. But the big question was, how are they going to handle the physicality of CONCACAF? You know, teams like El Salvador, teams like Honduras, Panama. You know, people can say what they want about Mexico. I understand that, like, that's the rivalry. But the reason why Mexico is so good in the CONCACAF is because they can flip from being kind of playing with that European-esque style with technical ability. But when they need to get dirty, they can get dirty. So the question is right now is, can the U.S. learn to get dirty? And we saw that they couldn't against El Salvador. And Canada even showed that they're more physical than the U.S., so, I mean, what at the end of it all, it's going to lie within how physical is this U.S. team able to be.
2: You mentioned Mexico. One of the best things Mexico has is they these players all come up in Liga MX. And Liga MX, I mean, we see it night in and night out. There's fights with referees on a nightly basis in Liga, M- in Liga MX. And, you know, that's just the toughness that they play with. Like, if you don't allow that toughness, there will be fights. American teams that in the past the one thing we've always done well is we almost have two teams. We have the MLS team, which is that kind of thuggish, brutish one that you send down to El Salvador to go grind out a one-no victory, and then you have the team, the players that include the European players with all the finesse, with all the flair, with all the 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 rhythm that they bring. That's a different level, and you know we usually bring them in for the games that are in the U.S., in Mexico, and in Canada. Or Jamaica even. And and that's always kind of been the case but it seems like now they're trying to just be like, no, this is our team. We have to accept it and even fans don't even really realize that there are two like there needs to be two US teams to really deal with CONCACAF. You have to have the gritty team and you have to have a team that's going to be out there styling on somebody when they're up 3-0 on a beautifully manicured stadium that actually has only 40% of the the the, the seats of, like, you know, filled up. Cuz like we take it for, we've taken it for granted. I, I really like American soccer. Isn't that big of a thing, but honestly it's, it's huge and we take really good care of it when we, when we're playing it at that level, Whereas a lot of other nations out of CONCACAF regions. There's only three nations that have a certified FIFA stadium. And those are Canada, America, the United States and Mexico. Like that, that's all there needs to be said about that. And you know, it's, yeah, there's two There's two things to CONCACAF, two sides to concave and it's just a matter of being able to play on both sides evenly. And, and we don't seem to be able to... Like, the, the management doesn't seem to be
0: able to be like, I need to make selections based off of that. Exactly. Exactly. But, I mean, same thing. But with those with those players, though, like, the ones that, are, you know, you would be hoping to see in the World Cup, they're going to have to learn to become physical at some point. Because, I mean, like, when, when you do go up against one of those more physical European teams, or one of those more physical African teams. You know the, you know South Korea can get physical sometimes as well. So I mean, especially Australia, of, New Zealand. Yeah. So yeah. one one of these days, this U.S. men's national team. The the you know Gio Rain, uh, uh, I think Brendan Arison proved that he can be physical, especially the way he played against Canada. But Christian Pulisic, like Weston McKennie, Tyler Adams proved that he could be physical as well. But like those guys need to start showing that physicality because that physicality is going to be factors because I guarantee you some of those plays that just fell off in the final third in the in the El Salvador game and in the Canada game could have been goals if they could have just grown a pair. Yeah. Is, is well, I mean, the goal, the goal given up, up to Canada
2: was because somebody was on the ground complaining instead of getting back up and just playing like... You know, we, I honestly, I take for granted those Claudio Reina days, the the DeMarcus Beasley, the Frankie Hagehook days in, in the U.S. Frankie Hagehook, honestly, not the world's best right back ever. But you know what? He was a great CONCACAF right back. And it's because he had no fear to go and slide some dude that just slid his, you know, Landon Donovan, and he's going to go take that man out, get a yellow card, and play efficiently strong defense for the rest of the time. Like we don't have there's there's no I'm like I hate to use this term, but there's no dogs on the team. Like you want dogs to, to come and play for you and there's no dogs in the in, in anywhere on the, the, the USS team right now. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, that's true. Tyler uh, Adams is uh, done.
0: Technically, your dog right now is is Tyler Adams, maybe John Brooks. And the way and the I'll I'll say the way P was able to come in and defend uh whoever think well, it was Christian Pulisic that was taking down I don't know if it was necessarily dirty, but it was taken down, and he went in, went in and protected his guy. Um, so I mean, I, I really want to see P. Uh, like P. To me, could be that 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 starting striker. Him and Daryl Deke. I think the U.S. needs a big body center back, kind of a Lukaku esque. Not saying that these guys are Lukaku, but kind of like I'm t- you I'm know, about big body. Back in the day, Onyemu? Well, he's a defender. More like a Josie Alcador, like. The reason why the US was so good in finishing sometimes was because of how physical Josie Altidore was, you know, and he was a good Concacaf striker. And I think that you, P. to me is a very physical striker. Same thing with with Daryl D. K. You know, people can say what they want about it, that. They you know they, you know you have the people that hate the athletic athletic players that have no technical ability and have this obsession with players with technical ability. But when it comes to that for the U.S. for that striker position, you need an athletic specimen out there up front and just sinks it in the back of it, and that's all you really need. I mean, there's a reason why Josh Sargent hasn't been, hasn't panned out for the U.S. and it's just that he's just not that physical.
2: Yeah, there's a reason Clinton Dempsey panned out so well is he was the perfect combination of physicality and flair. Now that's a dog. That's that was a dude that he will beat you down in a in a in, a, in a arms race. And he will beat you straight out in a leg. Like, if you're trying to outpace him, he's got he's got you. Like he would never lose, even if he lost, if that makes it. Like the man was never out of any fight. He was always there. I mean, one of the best goals I've ever seen in my life came from him in Fulham. And then when he chips the keeper, and that's like a microcosm of who Clint Dempsey is. And yet at the same time, two weeks later, he's grinding it out against El Salvador, winning 3-0 on a hat-trick that he scored within like six yards of the goal mouth. Like, you know, on just, I have my back to the bat. I have my back to the goal and I just turned a defender and put it in the corner. Like they're not pretty shots, but they worked. You know, it's just simple physicality and it's missing.
0: I mean, even, even though everybody knows how I feel about Landon Donovan, Landon Donovan was physical. He was a physical player. He wasn't, he wasn't afraid to get chippy. He he wasn't scared of Mexico. I mean, there's a reason why Mexico hates him with a passion, but I mean, Landon Donovan was a physical player.
2: I don't think there's another player in the history of mankind that has the cojones to whip it out in Azteca and pee on the sidelines. Like I don't <laughs> think any single man in history has the cojones to do that other than Landon. I think, I
0: think it's funny how pissed off the Mexico fans are about him peeing on that bush when there's just as many Mexico players that pee on that bush.
1: <laughs>
2: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> it's because he's, well, first of all, it's because he's American. And then secondly, it's because they
2: won. Like those are like, That's what makes it so much worse. (laughs) And it was when a Mexican player was down. Like all three things combined are just like an ultimate FU to Mexico. (laughs) Exactly. So bad.
0: All right. So, time for players of the week. Kelsey,
2: who's your player of the week? Gareth Bell. You guys already talked about him. That hat trick to come back and beat Belarus, give Wells his second ever international hat trick, by the way.
0: Oh, nice. You want to see Gareth Bell looking good, especially as a Real Madrid fan. I mean, I think their upgrade on the wing could could honestly be Garrett Bale. So, yeah, there you go. Simple, so, easy, simple. Yep. All right, Edward.
1: Oh, so my player of the week is actually Memphis Depay. He scored two goals in the Netherlands 4 0 win against Montenegro. Yeah. yeah that's the that's Depay. That so far, he's been showing up. So, you know, in yeah. um, Barcelona. Is, I mean. maybe, maybe
2: he's the guy. Maybe. this, this memphis know. this memphis is so much better than the memphis we saw when he got transferred to man united and oh, yeah. i love every single moment of watching him play now
0: i think there's an experience yeah. now cuz that that depay was not he was just he, he, what he I, was I don't even remember before. what club he came from that when when he went to man u um uh, I think it was leon
1: what no 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 not leon that that's afterwards that's a uh, I think before it was uh somewhere in the Dutch league, no? PSV.
0: I'm not sure. But I mean, obviously a younger Memphis Depay, he kind of got thrown into the fire over in the Premier League. That's not necessarily where you want to be thrown into the fire um at any at any point in your life, but especially if you don't have that experience. Um, but I mean he goes to Leon, uh he goes to Ligue 1, a league that's probably, you know, a good I think that's a good place to like really hone your skills. Um, and he made sure that this this second time around with a big club was going to be paid off, and I think he, you know, I think I think plus he's also a, I think in a place where he he feels comfortable in uh, yeah. with the style that Barcelona plays. And it was PSV. Yeah. That's where he came up with. Okay, so it was PSV.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, PSV. That's why I was like PSV. I was like, I, I know he he
0: was in the Dutch league somewhere,
1: <laughs> but.
0: A great club to learn, not a great club to finish. Yeah, right. Man, fully awake Edwards is is an amazing thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Things are happening here. What's going
0: on? Your brain is working.
1: (laughs) My brain is working. I'm telling you, man. All I know would have been like, no. No, (laughs) he came from PSG. Then like kind (laughs) of nodded off real quick.
0: <laughs> We'd be doing our three up, three down. He was from PSB.
2: <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> 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 sounds about right. That He's going to score right. five goals.
1: Hey, I wouldn't doubt it, bro. What's, your, what's, your, what,
0: what's your prediction for this game? Uh, Porto wins 2 nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, never going to live this down. Am
0: shout I? out to unhinged FC. <laughs> If we can give a hot take of the year, that's the hot take of the year. That is hot take of the year. That's also hot take of the year and also, you know, bit me back in the ass. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like you knew this
0: was a bad idea the moment it left your mouth. (laughs) No, come back. (laughs) Come back (laughs) words.
1: Words, can you come back to me?
0: All right, so my player of the week is Jesse Lingard, which is crazy to think that this is the third time I've selected Jesse Lingard. (laughs) Uh, this, Are you okay? Uh, yeah, so Jesse Lingard <laughs> scores two goals in, in England's 4 nothing win against Andorra. I mean, one, it's great to see Jesse Lingard back in the English uh, national team, um, but, you know, definitely has been paying... Whatever happened with at West Ham, or I think that's where he was at West Ham, it, it, it paid off for him because he looks completely different from however what happened with him at Manchester United, at least, like, before he went to West Ham. So I'm liking what I'm seeing from from Jesse Lingard. He's he's looking like the player that everybody hoped he would be.
2: Yeah, he looks fantastic right now. I mean, there's there's no question about it. The the, the difference between him that last six months at Man United versus him now is night and day.
0: Which I'm sure I was very happy
2: to hear.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited about it.
0: <laughs> and throw and now throw Ronaldo in there. Which is he is officially going to be number seven? Cavani will be wearing twenty one, which is kind of weird. That's me and I were talked about that uh, in our last episode a little bit briefly, but yeah. So CR seven will be CR seven at menu. Darn, he couldn't be CR (laughs) seventy seven. I'm surprised that number's not taken.
2: (laughs) What number would
1: that be? That's that's uh, that's crazy. Seventy (laughs) seven. No, but I'm saying like, that'd be Ohio.
0: What number would it be? <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like well, it just make sense. was back, everybody. Yeah, we're good. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's good now. The world, the world's back in balance. <laughs> you can cancel the search teams. We're good. They,
1: they, they, there should not be. There should not be no earthquakes
0: today. Oh man! Edward, what were you thinking when you said what number would that be? <laughs>
1: No, but I mean like how, that what number? How that's so weird. Like if Ronaldo decided to wear like a 77. Just
0: I don't know, I man. D- I mean, Any- I get what you're saying. I'm just trying to figure out where your thought process was by saying the phrase, what number would that be?
1: Well, you know what I meant? I just said it wrong. Uh, not really. My, my my English, my English is not correct though.
2: Like to me, I look at it this way: 77 makes a lot more sense than Messi wearing 30. Despite what Messi said in the interview, which is still fantastic to me, because I'm three times better than Neymar, I still think like that's the best. i back to <laughs> why are you wearing 30? Like because I'm three times better than Neymar. What do you expect? Like, like Ronaldo could easily take 77 and be like, because I'm double anything you're going to get elsewhere from Cavani. Like that'd just be perfect. And Cavani's just going to shrug. Yeah, <laughs> and the archery- with that stupidly <laughs> sharp chin of his. And I swear the that little, thing's fake.
0: Do his little Archer celebration. Oh, you can't do that anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's it's considered offensive. It's almost as dumb as the oh, Assyria yeah. as a's saying no one's allowed to wear green. Uh, which I still think is hilarious
2: <laughs> considering they have three teams whose main color is green.
0: I just... am like... Because it, it matches with the... I'm like, ah... I think we all can Are tell what a team's wearing green jersey. <laughs> have you guys no, been playing really play. too much...
2: N64 with that type of graphics, so that's the green you're looking at? Because is your grass moving a little too much? Have you guys been getting some extra work in uh, during co- uh, during quarantine with uh, a little different extra grass?
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I mean, you can't count out Italy, man. All right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and start off our preview for the Champions League. not really going to be like an in-depth preview. It's literally just letting you guys know who's playing in it. The real preview will be on Unhinged FC, so you guys want to hear our thoughts on each group, each team, our actual pr- predictions for that. We'll make sure you guys listen to Unhinged FC because that's where you're going to hear it. We're just going to give you guys our our brief thoughts on it. We're not going to say who we think is going to win the group or anything like that. We're just going to look at the groups and and just, just look at the groups. That's basically what we're doing. Alright. <laughs> so for group A, we have Manchester City, PSG, RB Leipzig, and Club Bruges. The media's death group. Yeah, this is this is just pretty much. It's like it's like it looks like a a good group, but then you kind of also have an idea of who's coming out.
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah.
0: So, like, there's there's
2: only three teams in this race. I'm sorry, Bruges, but it's not you.
0: You you had them going for a little bit until you mentioned that ending. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. There's
2: no chance Club Bruges
0: gets out of this one. There's always conf- right. there's always a way for conference league. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did, did they yeah. get to go to conference league? Is there, no? I think I think they just get eliminated. No, they can go. They can go to Europa. Uh, third place does.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah, never mind. They don't get to do anything.
0: Bye, Bruges. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. So, for Group B, you got Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, Porto, and AC Milan. I hate my life. I,
1: I think that's going to
0: be... Yeah. You, got, I, you got you got a rematch of Istanbul and the other time AC Milan beat Liverpool. And, well, I mean, Porto's there. Atletico Madrid... Yeah. No, don't,
2: don't just say Porto's there like they don't mean it. We just saw what no. Porto did last year. We exactly. were all saying, oh yeah, Porto's going to gonna gonna have a rough go. They, they no, shut Porto makes shut it to the knockout out. Round. Yeah, yeah they but they're, they out.
0: weren't in a group that consisted of Atletico, Madrid, Liverpool, and AC Milan. Okay, maybe AC Milan might be the last place team.
2: <laughs> Let's be honest, they don't need to, they can exist in any group equally as well as they do in a group of deaths versus a group of ease. Exactly. Like, this is the one team I never count out. When you see Porto, I'm like, oh great. That's a loss one of these two games is going to be a loss to Porto like guaranteed you will not beat them twice you might tie with them twice you well then you're lucky but <laughs> you're not gonna beat them twice <sighs> so frustrating like this is this is a terrible group for, for for me as a Liverpool fan I'm terrified they might come in fourth I might not even get a chance to go watch Europa League this year
0: <laughs> all right in, in group C we have sporting Borussia Dortmund. Ajax and Besiktas.
1: I mean, I think two teams are the, the two teams that are going to come out of that one. Don't want to hear it. I know. We'll <laughs>
0: wait <until> and <laughs> see. Will Erling
2: Haaland make it through the group stages at Dortmund? That's my Why question.
0: Not. Ooh, is is he going to be a January transfer? Basically, yeah. the same. Yeah. All right, Group D. You have Inter Milan. Real Madrid, Shakhtar, Danske, and Sheriff. Could be Sharif. I don't depending, but
2: it is I, I think it is Sharif, but I it, I love it that it's just Sheriff. Like, yeah, we have Inter Milan and Real Madrid who are in jail for Super League right now. And we have the Sheriff. And then a Russian team. Like I might okay. buy,
0: I might look at this team's jersey and buy it if I like it. <laughs> what team is they the might be that in my sheriff. They might be in my top three. You never know.
1: Why don't you have a star on it that says
2: sheriff on the jersey?
0: That'd be badass If you you gotta buy you gotta buy in all, you gotta go all in with that. All right. Oh my B. god, it does say sheriff on it. It is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> all right. In group B you have Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Benfica, and ruining it from not being the group of B's, Dina Mokee. <laughs>
2: Dang it, Russian
0: teams. Stop maybe, it.
1: Maybe, maybe, maybe their D's in Russia are pronounced like B's. I don't know. Dynamo,
0: mm, Namo Kiev? Really? There you go. There, <laughs> there, you, go. Go. <laughs> really? there you go. Hey,
1: try looking the bright side over here, sir.
0: Uh, but yeah, that's, that's,
2: that's I, that in its own self, depending on which Benfica shows up, can actually be a little scary. You never know what Dynamo Kiev can do.
0: Dynamo Kiev, I mean, is definitely a uh, a team that likes to ruin i mean they basically ruined it for for Inter Milan last season um but yeah, yeah no yeah that's a it's a, it a problem it's an interesting group it, it's also going to be interesting to see what kind of barcelona we're going to see yeah
2: um, during their rebuild
0: period obviously uh. not 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 the team you want to be seeing is bayern munich after what happened last time they they faced bayern munich in the champions league
2: oh but, uh, my god <laughs> bayern Munich's out to take names yeah
0: all they right. don't need to ask questions. They're
2: just taking names.
0: Yep. In Group F, you have the champions of the Europa League, BRL, the runner-ups of the Europa League, Manchester United, Atalanta, and Young Boys. So the group of death in Europa League. Pretty much. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, Cristiano Ronaldo is going to have a fun time in his return to Champions League play with Man United. No, yeah, being he's, super he's, mad that Marcus Rashford didn't pass it to him
0: for the 13th time that game. I kind of hope someone like uh moves the ball from him on a penalty kick or like a free kick so he can slap him like he did in the Ireland game.
2: Yes, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, yes. If it happens, it's gonna be during the young boys game. I can almost see it now.
0: the likes to be young boys, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: that would be the headline of the century. You said the words, not me. That's all I have to say about
0: Ronaldo that. Ronaldo beats Young Boys. <laughs> oh, man, I remember actually that was kind of awkward when I remember uh, we were doing an episode where we were recapping uh, the Europa League and I was like, wait, no, there's a better way to phrase this. I don't know how to... <laughs> there, there is no better way to rephrase there's, it. Like, there's no better way to say this. I think Young... I ended up saying Young Boys lost too. <laughs> Of the other that's way. about as good as you can get alright in group G we have Lille, Sevilla RB Salzburg and Wolfsburg it's a pretty interesting group I gotta say
2: the The historic champions of the Europa League are here yeah this is the
0: most successful successful team definitely for sure
2: I'm, I, you know what good for Lille I forgot I, I wasn't thinking they were going to be in Champions League but good for them
0: Everyone forgot they won the championship last season. Yeah. And then their manager leaves. Yeah. Bye. Gone. So, yeah. It'll be interesting
2: to see this one. This one's, this one's an interesting division. This one's actually, I think, the probably the most up for grabs out of all of them so far.
0: Yeah. All right. In Group H, we have the champions, Chelsea, Juventus, Zenit, and Malmo. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I
2: got nothing for this one.
0: I would have I mean, loved. Her, see I would have loved to have seen Borussia Dortmund have a like go against Malmo and RB Salzburg, like the two teams that Erling Haaland used to play for. And then maybe add like some team that they're rumored to play against. <laughs> rumored that Erling is supposed to go to, and just yeah. that would have been the group. <laughs> that would have been a fun group to see. Like I was secretly just hoping that
2: Zlatan had returned to Malmo, and that I could have some reason to help Malmo is able to, to win, but he did not. He's still with Milan.
0: It's crazy <laughs> to think that that's me and ever were talking about this last episode, or maybe not last. We were talking about it one day about how like it's crazy to think that Zlatan has never won a Champions League title. Yeah, yeah. Never. All right. So from looking at these groups, who would you say is the group of death? B. Uh, B, oh
2: yeah, it's going right there. Yeah, yeah, I'm
0: just, yep. I'm just gonna stab
2: myself in the heart for me for you.
0: I mean, I can't disagree. Um Yeah, no, it is Group B for sure. I kind of want to say Group G as well, just because like how interesting that group is, but it doesn't have the firepower that Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, Porto, and AC Milan all offer. So it can be the group of hurt. Yeah, yeah, the hurt
2: locker, if you will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, now looking at all these possible matchups, what is the matchup that you're you're looking forward to seeing? Starting with Kelsey. Oh, you just put me on the spot like that. Okay. Uh, oh. Well, you know, I want to give Edward like a little chance to take a nap so he can go back to fully awake, Edward. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I, you know, honestly, there's there's I mean I could pick any from the group of death, but I'm not going to because I am just not looking forward to any of those. Um, whatsoever, but I keep looking at this Inter Milan-Real Madrid matchup as one that it kind of is weird because it's old school, but at the same time, this Inter Milan is completely different and completely a skeleton of where they were in, against Madrid that is also kind of a skeleton of where they were. So I don't know. I think it can be interesting just the matchup there and who knows, may decide who actually gets out of that group in general, not just as, as the first place, like in general gets out of that group. I think that, depending on which inner, which Real Madrid show up, I think this one could potentially play a little bit more than just first place in the group. I think it could be just getting out of the group stages.
0: Mm. All right, Edward, you got your nap in, so. <laughs>
1: well, for one, it's probably going to rub Kelsey the wrong way, but AC Milan versus Liverpool, that looks like they're going to match up to watch.
0: So the, the rematch of Is- well, it's about Istanbul happened in 2005 and then obviously AC- they met again and then AC Milan won that one. So, But just the rematch. Yeah, pretty much. You touch your mouth.
1: <laughs> hey, to- if you want to know, I-, I want Liverpool to win.
0: The I don't. League?
1: No, I want them <laughs> to beat AC
0: Milan because oh, you're your Juventus
1: fan. Po- your point? Your point? I'm over here trying to <laughs> let Kelsey know I'm, I'm on his side on this one.
2: I'm actually torn for this matchup because I love... I, AC Milan is my Italian team, honestly. So, like, and I love Zlatan. Like, give me Zlatan all day long. So, this doesn't hurt. Like, I love Liverpool to death. That is my number one of all teams. But... I can accept AC. Sort
0: of. Painfully. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd cry. Well, I guess for me, for so for the matchup, I'm looking forward to seeing is actually that the rematch is that Europa League final, and that's Villarreal versus Manchester United. Um, obviously, a lot of people would think that Manchester United could probably overthrow VRL this time around, but you know, who's to say Villarreal's kind of sneaky underrated. Haven't had the start that they wanted in in the uh, in La Liga right now. But I mean maybe they can turn things around in this group F.
2: I like it. Okay. I love just the Manchester United versus anybody matchup in that group because everybody's like, oh yeah, man United with Cristiano. Well, what about their defense though? Are they fixing that hole? It, it, I mean, they got Ryan. What about what about your your David De Gea hole? Literally just David De Gea existing in goal. I'm su- I'm surprised Dean Henderson isn't the starting goalkeeper. <laughs> Seriously, like they are missing a golden opportunity to get Henderson in there now. That's
0: another Tammy Abraham right there. It's it's looking like another Tammy Abraham situation. No. I hate to say that.
2: They can go get Zach Steffen. He'll be a great quality <laughs> goalkeeper for him. He'll at least be able to stop shots kicked right at him. Full full,
0: full <laughs> circle of like having an American goalkeeper back in Man U.
2: Yeah. And ironically, stealing him from Manchester, the other side of Manchester. Oh, That'd be
0: gorgeous. I mean, you already had Ronaldo give uh, Man City the okie doke So, I mean, why not keep
2: trolling them? Let's go. I am all for this.
0: All right, guys. Just an early favorite. Who do you think is the early favorite? Don't have to go in detail because obviously we want to give all the juicy stuff on Unhinged FC, but who's your favorite to go into it, starting with Edward? Um, Great start.
1: Manchester, Manchester United. Okay. Yeah.
0: Homer. <laughs> I like how Kelsey said all <laughs> these things about Man U, and then I was like, Manchester United. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, <laughs> he he can't out, really say much. He points hey, out I'm the something said up at you and was like, Edward, I got I'm winning this whole damn thing. <laughs> I got but, United, When you got Ronaldo, I'm putting, I'm putting, that's all you need. Putting, I'm putting a lot
1: of faith on Ronaldo. I like how I put faith in him when with Juventus.
0: Yeah, how did that turn out?
1: All in all, I can't really complain too much.
0: Oh, there's complaints. <laughs> there, there's <laughs> complaints. Alright, Kelsey, who's your favorite?
2: I mean, I could go PSG just because it's too easy, but I'm not. I'm gonna leave that low hanging fruit for another player. Um, now I'm gonna go Bayern Munich. I'm gonna go the other side of the coin and the other low hanging fruit because why not? Like it's literally it's a powerhouse built to to win. They have a relatively easy group that they're gonna be matched up probably with somebody from F, which is a relatively easy group for a group for the second opponent. Um, like Bayern Munich isn't gonna f- come with the same issues they did last year, mostly because Lewandowski isn't gonna have a broken leg, so they're gonna be a okay just for scoring goals. Um, and that's at the end of the day, all you need to do. With Bayern Munich they have still a fantastic back line, so yeah, Bayern Munich is my favorite early on.
0: Okay, um, yeah, no, this is. I think this there's so many things that are are different from years before. Um, I really don't want to go with this team, but I think I'm going to go with it because I do think that they've made some slight improvements. Probably wasn't a necessary improvement, but they went and made some improvements. And that's Manchester City. Uh, I think that, you know, now they got the experience a little bit. They added Jack Grealish, uh, could be that missing piece for this team. Uh, I don't know what I think. I have more faith in this backline that Manchester City has, even though I know what, how Kelsey feels about John Stones. But and John Stones' right effect now. is real.
2: It is a real <laughs> thing. Let's just not forget what has happened during the summer.
0: But then again, Ruben Diaz, out of nowhere, just became a bad defender in the in the Euros. Which there's the John Stones effect. Uh, it happened.
2: Nobody believes me until it happens, and then they're all like, "Oh, wow, that's weird." Ruben Diaz sucked. Like I told you the whole time.
0: So, and I mean, also I'm going in with a wild card of a manager with Pep Guardiola, because you know he over like he always likes to overthink the tactics. But I feel like this time around, maybe it's different. Maybe he won't overthink it. Maybe John Stones has become a competent defender, even though somehow he got an extension as well as Ruben Diaz. Um, the midfield is still their midfield. They still have Kevin De Bruyne, a healthy Kevin De Bruyne, Um, that could be a big factor as well. They still have Raheem Sterling. They still have Phil Foden. Um, You know, even Gabby Jesus, even though he's a red card waiting to happen as well. (laughs) Oh man! But Jack Grealish could be that 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 X factor that could come into play. I mean, if they would have somehow gotten Harry Kane, I would have been more confident to say Manchester City. But I'm going to go ahead and go with Manchester City.
2: Let's be honest. They don't really need a striker. They could just throw Zinchenko up there every now and then. And he'll go and get you a couple goals from that left back spot. I mean, the yeah. one thing with City is is it, you'll never have to worry about where the goals come from. You just have to worry about where the defenders are. Like, can you play defense after you score two goals? That's, that's my question. That's true. And then for a guy named Stones, he sure doesn't have enough of them to play defense.
0: Damn. Wow.
2: There you go. There's my fire. <laughs> I've been waiting on that one for six to eight months.
0: You're waiting for someone <laughs> to mention John Stones just so you can finally just talk about yes. how he has no stones. Agreed. I think I'd still rather Damn. have I'd rather have John Stones and Jaka, but
2: <laughs> you're not wrong.
0: But all right, so that is the Champions League preview. Once again, we weren't going to go in depth into this. If you guys want the real. Champions League preview. 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 <laughs> yeah, <man>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need some swift Bad. La- man, I, maybe I need to take a nap. <laughs> um, yeah, you do. Oh, don't, don't you start talking. <laughs> but yeah, so that's Champions League preview. If you guys want the real preview, make sure you guys go ahead and keep on a lookout for un- Unhinged FC because that's where we're going to go in depth. That's where everyone's going to be fully half asleep. Um, that's where the yeah. real hot takes <laughs> come into play. So, if you guys actually want our actual thoughts in these group stages, that's where you're going to go ahead and find it.
2: And don't sleep on the point here. The most important part is Unhinged FC has a better logo now than it did before.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So,
2: be on the lookout for that announcement,
0: too. Be curious. Yeah, yeah, ask questions about the logo. Don't don't hesitate to ask.
1: And Hector will gladly demonstrate. He may even do a live demonstration again.
0: Uh, I don't know about... (laughs) Uh, I can't say anything because I always still try to go for it. I mean, <laughs> even like right now, we're playing. Me and I were playing in this indoor soccer league, and, and I still go for them. Somehow to go
1: through those high shots.
0: Yeah, though no, I, I had a near death experience last week, but it wasn't actually. We weren't, <laughs> we weren't playing in the league, but uh, you know, we we got a we had a bye week, so we had we decided to go play pickup at somebody's uh at somebody's place. And uh, there's a kid that that plays on our team. He's super young and definitely uh, athletic is definitely the right word to call him. And I remember going for a header and this guy's leg was literally at my face. And we were on the same team. And all I could think for that moment was just, how did I get here? (laughs) And wow, this leg is very high up. Insert meme (laughs) of,
2: hi, my name's Hector. You might be wondering how I got here. Well, (laughs) let me tell you a story.
1: Pretty much, that's exactly how it went.
0: But what it was, when it was, I, was Edward, I was like, Edward, I jumped. Like, I was jumping for the header, and this guy's foot was at my face. And I was like, you didn't really jump that high, to be honest.
1: <laughs> I, I, I even said it.
2: I was like, you really didn't jump high, to be honest. I was like, asshole. You, you got to <laughs> gotta give the man props for jumping, though.
0: Bro, it, it, it doesn't matter. The fact that the guy's leg was on my face, like, doesn't change the fact. That's still impressive. I mean
2: <laughs> when a yard sticks at your face it's not that impressive uh, that, ow.
0: <laughs> ow. okay, that, hurt, that one hurt anyway alright so there's some games to look forward to this weekend <laughs> shut up Edward <laughs> uh, you got the Van- for the MLS you have the Vancouver Whitecaps versus the Portland Timbers Um, little Cascadia action right there and the New England Revolution versus New York City FC. I think those are going to be actually two really good games uh, to look forward to this weekend from the MLS in the NWSL. You got the North Carolina Courage versus the Portland Thorns and the Houston Dash taking on the Chicago Red Stars as they're trying to fight for a spot in the playoffs in League IMX uh, Tigres versus Leon. You know, Tigres is always going to get people's attention. Obviously, you got You got El Piojo in there, so that's always good. Good to see. And uh, Pachuca versus Toluca—it's a kind of a rivalry game. I don't know if it really is or not, but it feels like a rivalry game. It's a very intense matchup, so it never fails. Uh, So those are games to look forward to in Liga MX. League Un Monaco versus Marcial. you know that's going to be the heavyweight matchup for this weekend, as far as League Un goes. And then Lyon versus Strasbourg. Uh, see what jo- what Jerome Boateng has gets to do over at at Lyon now. He can take a nap; he'll be fine. Probably <laughs> in the Bundesliga, you got RB Leipzig taking on Bayer Munich, and Bayer Leverkusen versus Borussia Dortmund. Uh, for Syria, I have Napoli versus Juventus, and AC Milan versus Lazio. I think two really good matchups. Lazio, not a team people talk about it as often, but they, they definitely get, I think, deserve to get a look at. How is Lazio still slept on? It's in serious, that question. People, who, you know, you don't think about them that much. I mean, people still think about Napoli more than Lazio, which is that's disrespectful. Yeah. In La Liga, you have athletic Bilbao versus Mallorca and Osasuna versus Valencia. Not necessarily have like the most high profile matchups coming up, but, you know, Mallorca did get promoted. They do have Matthew Hoppy now. So, Definitely want to see what Matthew Hoppe can do in La Liga. And then in the English Premier League, you have Leicester City versus Manchester City and Chelsea versus Aston Villa. I think those are, those games will be really, really fun to watch. Aston Villa with an upset, maybe? A man can dream. Mm. A man can dream. I mean, with, well, well, I don't know what's going to happen with Evan Martinez, especially since that bizarre Brazil Argentina game happened.
2: Um I loved that. That was fantastic, let me tell you. <laughs>
0: nothing but like, like going going seven minutes into a game and then having officials come out to tell you to stop the game.
2: <laughs> a dude in a polo and jeans walks on the field with them untucked and a mask on and is like, Hey, you, you and you come here. I'm gonna be like, uh no, not in Brazil. I'm good. See ya. Bye.
0: Like I like I like Bessie's response. If you guys know this was happening, why didn't you not tell us like before the game even started?
2: Yeah. They were there for three days. Three days! Mm-hmm. In the, the country of Brazil, they practiced. And they were just like, yeah, well, whatever. You know, pre-game warm-ups could have been done there. No, no we're going to wait until game time because this little dude in the polo and jeans got mad that they're on the field. Like, that... Take them after at that point in time. Who cares? Just. They obviously had negative COVID tests. Like, that's the thing. They obviously have the negative COVID test to leave England to begin with. Like, Like why do you have
0: to quarantine for two weeks?
2: Yeah. Uh, It's that was just silly. Basically,
0: Brazil wanted them to. I think it's just because it was Argentina. 100%. It had to be. It had to be. Because, I mean, like, what do they want them to leave? Like, before week two and week three of the English Premier League just the quarantine in Brazil for two weeks no I mean there's like it's funny
2: though it tells you how much players or teams in England really care about their players as far as who let their players go and who didn't knowing that rule like all the Brazilian players that are in in England did not get allowed to go all the Argentinian players ah, yeah go ahead like outside of Los Celso you're kind of not really losing much if you're anybody else. Uh, yeah. But like everybody else is kind of a backup. You're just like whatever. Yeah, bye.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love the, I love the picture of them in the in the plane too. That was that was yeah. just comical. <laughs> and, and credit credit to Brazil though, to the Brazilian national team to like pull
2: the goals to half field and play a, a seven aside. That was kind of cool. I got can't lie. Like at least give the forty percent crowd that's there a show. We'll have a little joke of bonito going on right now. <laughs> yeah. They did have it they had goalkeepers playing in the field, which was hilarious.
1: Yeah.
2: Not Allison though. Allison
0: was in the goal where he belonged. <laughs> Ederson, though. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and take one more break and then we'll wrap the show up with three up, three down. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible.
1: What's Audible?
0: Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What
1: if I'm not sure about Audible?
0: Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash podcast. Not only do you get the experience of Audible, but you'll also be supporting insert FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we're back. All right. Three up, three down. And this is the jerseys of the teams that are not in the Power 5 League. So obviously the Power 5 Leagues are League Un, Serie A, Bundesliga, La Liga, and English Premier League. Not specifically in that order, but yeah, those are the Power 5 Leagues. So basically any, any other league... I said Europe. I, I should have said Europe, but Kelsey was also asked. I just would imagine since we're talking about Europe, it would be all Europe, but you know, fair point, you know, to Kelsey, but yeah, a, I had to ask, you know, no, it's a fair point. Very fair point. So if you do have a team that's not in Europe, it's fine. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to start things off with Spencer as we always do. And this is going to be a little bit more difficult because now I have to like figure out what teams he's talking about plus. Uh, you know, what league? <laughs> so, starting with his three down at number three, he's got gank. So that was that's actually a lot e- lot easier. And you can hear Robo barking in his sleep. <laughs> that happens always. <laughs> My dog does it too. All right. <laughs> he really
2: does not like Gank's jerseys. It sounds like.
0: Yeah, um, for for number three, he's got Gank. Uh, he doesn't specify. Spencer usually doesn't specify on the jerseys, but the yeah, the jerseys seem pretty plain. Uh, to yeah. me, um, I mean, so so there's that. Boring. Yeah, pretty boring. Uh, at number two, he's got Wolfburger AC, which is oh. in the Austrian league. Good choice. The that jersey I, was bad. I think I know what he's talking about. I actually think I know what he's talking about, but. I, yeah, no, I know it's an ugly-ass jersey. No, yeah, fair point, Spencer. Fair point, indeed. Yeah, I think it was, like, in this website, I think it was, like, voted as their... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the worst jersey. Voted on a uh, Football Kid Archive. Yep.
1: Yeah. It looks like a literally a walking billboard.
0: It is. It's, it's a walking billboard, and then it's, like, like a, a very poorly done tie-dye t-shirt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like we don't have that many color options, it's just blue. <laughs> so it wasn't even like a tie-dye shirt, but and then his number one is TSV Hartberg. Ooh, Bro, man.
1: are you serious? That's that's yeah, that's the the, the pink one. That one is the
2: horrible. What league is that one in? Same thing, Austrian League. Oh Austrian League? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a rough time for Austrian League teams right now.
0: Okay, dang. So, well, now we know Spencer doesn't like the Austrian league and doesn't like the 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 Belgium the Belgium league. Yeah, it's, that's that's a that's a billboard. That's a billboard right there. Dang, come on, you, come on, Adidas, come on, Adidas.
2: Look, I don't think anything's worse than the template that Puma put out this year, but Adidas just put out some sloppy jerseys.
0: It's just, it's literally just like oh here th- this is your layout and then just what color you want yeah. you want some weird design cool there you go.
2: <laughs> All you right. want me to look like I just built something on it? Okay.
0: All right. Well, what's your what's your three up three down? Uh, Kelsey. All right. So at number three,
2: the least bad of the the bad on my downs, uh, I have Celtics third jersey the alternating Christmas stripes on a white Jersey, sort of white. It's kind of cream. Uh, I don't, I'm not a fan of it at all. Um, yeah. Like I don't want to look like Christmas Jersey in August, September, October, November, January, February, (laughs) you know, like that's just not where I'm feeling. Um, number two is the Shakhtar Donetsk third Jersey. The Puma one I was just talking about. It literally is just a white Jersey black stripe across the chest. No, sorry. Two black stripes and in between it it just says Shakhtar in the most, most basic lettering I've ever seen. Yeah, the, is Puma, the Puma third jerseys just now. Just the Krasnador Puma third jerseys are an honorary nomination for my top three. Even though they're the same style, they just look a lot better for some reason. But my last of my bottom three is out of Belgium. Uh, Belgium. In the Belgian First Division is KV Mechelen. It is Ronald McDonald wouldn't even wear this, and it has a smile on the front of it, and he still wouldn't wear it. Like it is, it is too wow, much. It's like if you took a, a, a referee an jersey,
0: that is a nice one. Yeah,
2: I can't. I just I I literally looked at it and like there's supposed to be like an outline of the the cityscape on the base. Uh, no, it's bad. It's
0: awful. Didn't do it. Dang, these guys have a lot of jerseys, man. Yeah, they do. All right. Oh, all right. Now, three up, right? Oh, well, now it's Edward's turn. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. You want me to go so, first, Edward, or you, you want to go?
1: No, I'll go. Okay. So, my number three is actually in the Austrian league, TSV Hartberg, the way, the one I just said, that pink one. That, that I was. It just looks like somebody just, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. I don't like it at all. Like that one just, just cringy as hell to me. It was just bad. So I can see me and Spence agree on that one. So yeah, um, I just, I, I couldn't deal with that one. That, that should just threw me a big time. Um, my number two jersey is actually the, okay, so, it's in the Belgian First Division, the KV Michelin, but it's the it's, it's the, the the goalkeeper the goalkeeper either either one. The goalkeeper jersey in general, they have this weird orange and blue kind of shit going for it. If y'all see it, I, it, ugh, I don't know, man. I, it just, to me, it just clashes. Wait, which Keeper jersey? The KB Michelin. I know that. Which one,
0: which one? They have like four of them.
1: <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's two of them. The away and the third are literally the same colors. Just oh, they swap wow. the they, colors. They,
0: they flip, yeah, they, they literally,
1: yeah, they just flip flop the colors. But it just looks bad to me. So I'm just like, nah, that winky face don't make it better, bro. No, no, take that shit off. That is just horrible. Yeah, I know I'm being I'm being brutal on that one, but it just didn't it didn't sit well. This is your number two. (laughs) Yeah, that's my number two. And then my number one is actually I had it up right now. God dang it! I lost it. How did I lose that one? That one I even I was like, "What the hell is that?" It looks a like, uh, when he when when Kelsey was talking about like that it looks like Christmas, it, it kind of reminded me of that shirt too. But you know this one's more different, like a little bit different. Uh, damn it, I have I have all these four tabs open, and so this is where we're saying that I shouldn't have ah there we go. So it's in the Super League, and my number one is that... I don't don't even know if I'm going to say this right. Kaikour rises for... It starts with the C, with the little thing on the the bottom. Kaikour rises for... The home jersey of that, and even the away, the third and the fourth, I mean, they all look just bad. They're simplistic because they literally have only one sponsor, but just the color scheme of it, it's just uh, green and blue looks like somebody sat on a green bench and then they just, like, they laid on it and it just, <laughs> they just got back up and they're like, all right, let's go play. Like,
0: freshly dude, painted, no. <laughs> freshly <laughs> painted yeah. green bench.
1: Yeah, exactly, bro. Like, it's just, no, that is just, oh, God. The, the color scheme is just bad. Okay. And it's like, oh, crap, I got paint on my jersey. Let me go ahead and fix it by putting this sticker that says Kaikor on it. Ha. No, okay. that not help. A... So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if y'all agree with me, but
2: those no, are my yeah, bottom you, you, you got my agreements. <laughs> I, I agree.
0: So
1: all right, those are my three, bottom three, I might add.
0: All right. So my 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 three down. I'm gonna start off with PSV. Uh, PSV's third kit. It's basically just that that Puma training top looking th- I just in general I just don't like them all but like I I don't like the color they chose for that one. Uh that's probably what it is more so. But yeah, so PSV's third kit is my number 3. And number 2, I have uh in the Austrian league RB Salzburg's home European jersey. So I'm guessing this is what they're going to be wearing for Champions League. And it's just it's just very boring to me. Um especially when you see the home and away jersey for these Salzburg, just, even though it's the same template, but, you know, obviously different color. And, and you can't really do much because of the fact that, you know, you have to have the Red Bull logo on your jersey. Uh, but, I mean, come on, like, you see what RB Leipzig does with their jerseys, and they're able... It's, it's both Nike. So I think it's crazy that Nike does all this for RB Leipzig, but they can't do something, not necessarily the same, but... Kind of give that same effort to Salzburg, but that 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 European home jersey is just it, that's that's very disappointing.
1: Uh, yeah, that's it. The, the the weird the little so sleeves look kind of like they're trying to hypnotize you.
0: Yeah, I mean they even changed the badge, um, I guess, to be different in some way, but it 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 just doesn't work. It this is like very boring jersey. So and then my number one is. Uh, Wolfsburger jersey. Uh, I believe they're also in the Austrian, Austrian league.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, basically
1: the same one that Spencer was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wolfsburger, the home jersey. That's just, it looks like blue puke. Uh, That's literally what it just looks like. It looks like white carpet, just someone like puked out blue something. I don't know what they puked out, but that's what it looks like. So, so yeah. So that is my three down. All right, going to Spencer's three up. All right. Sporting Chaleroy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it's it's uh it's Portuguese. I don't know. Oh man, Spencer, what are you doing to me? <laughs> uh it's Belgium. Belgian first
2: Okay. Ooh. I think I know it's really, yeah. If it's the away kids, they're white with that's kind of sick. Actually, both home and away are pretty sick.
1: Yeah, they actually look pretty good. I think Kappa makes them.
0: Yep. Yeah, Kappa always Yeah, that's a that's a good design. See, like i like tell you, there's a difference between a plain boring jersey and just a simple clean jersey. And I think sporting Channel did exactly that. Like you can get away with doing simple designs, but you can that you can also get caught with doing some very bad ones. Uh and yes. number two, Spencer has Reindorf Altak. Oof. Let's see what league is that in? Austria. Austria. He's probably
2: going with the, the away kit too, and that is I like it. Well, I, I something about the Austrian league. A lot of the Austrian league teams, that bothers me. is just all the the sponsors all over the place. But I like the jersey design.
0: Yeah, I think it's it, it's like that paint smear kind of look to it. it reminds me of the it me yeah,
1: too.
0: I like it. <laughs> or okay, I can also all right. well, if Spencer Spencer likes Pokemon, well, now we know why. Um, and then his number one is KV Metelen.
2: Uh, um, hold on, what? AV mentioned. Yeah, oh, maybe the either the second or the away or the fourth. I could see definitely.
0: The, okay, I think the fourth one. It, it for, Well, okay. Uh, also, Spencer likes black jerseys. We we've kind of noticed a trend with Spencer in black jerseys, though. Then the away Absolutely. kid, I definitely like the away kid. But that fourth kid also looks pretty nice. The third also, actually. That works. Uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, okay. I mean, it, no, no one would I know about Spencer's. Probably the Black but, <laughs> but yeah, so, so there is Spencer's three up. Alright, Kelsey. Alright, so three up, starting
2: at the bottom, working my way up. I'm going to go into the Austrian Bundesliga. With Austria Venn, W I E N, they're all white away kit with the purple logo on the corner with insignia and in purple. Super clean white jersey, simple, but it's like that. I like white and purple. That looks really good to me. Um, honestly, I could have picked their home jersey too. Their home jersey is just as nice, in my opinion. But
0: okay,
2: yeah, kind of like it gives me Orlando Orlando City vibes without all the extra gold. Yeah, that's, yeah, what, I was, that's what I was thinking. thinking. Um, then number two, this one I am probably going to butcher. It's out of Hungary. It is Zala Egerzeg. It is their 2021-2022 home kit. It is, honestly, this is probably one of the nicer ones I've seen so far. It's got dark blue shoulders, light blue chest with a buck that's made out of geometric designs on the side of it, and it looks super cool. I did
0: see this jersey. It's
2: ranked as actually rated as one of the best on Football Kid Archives. And then number one of my three up is FC Utrecht out of the Air Divisie. Their gold jersey with the black down the chest with the subtle print that is the map of Utrecht. Uh, in the in there as well, so I love I love a little gold jersey, golden black looks get, good to me, and yeah, this looks I love this one. As long as they don't pair it with something stupid, like give me black shorts with gold accents. Don't give me white shorts with this.
0: Okay. All right, Edward. all right, all right. So here's my top
1: three, starting from from the. Number three. So my number three is actually oh, I how say this is from the Portuguese league. Portimonense. It's just has it's just a plain black jersey, it has like some designs behind it. But it's not it doesn't overshadow because the actually the the sponsor is the one that overshadows the episode basically the whole jersey. But I think it goes with it. Ceremony, eh, eh, I don't know what it says at the bottom. But, I mean, it looks pretty cool, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the third jersey, it looks like. But I uh, I like it. It's a Mizuno, so I'm actually surprised about that.
0: It's a, it's a different sponsor?
1: Mm-hmm. And right. then... And then my number two is actually the FC Porto away jersey.
0: That blue. I was wondering if someone was going to bring that up.
1: And that blue with that gold. It goes with it. And then the sleeves being like that navy blue. I mean, it, it goes with it.
0: Yeah, so, New, New Ballas needed some redemption after that that athletic Bill Ballas jersey.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Hands down, bro. It, it, it really did. I was not, I wasn't happy with that one at all. I was, that was just so bad. Ugh.
0: And that was your number
1: one? And my number one is actually, let us see. I had it right here. was Excuse me. Okay, so this one's actually in the, should have known. Okay, so the only reason why I picked this one is because it reminds me of... Well, no. Actually, I picked it because it's a uh, Fenerbah from the Super League. I hope I said it right. Fener- Fenerbah? Fenerbah? Yeah. So, I actually like it. Simple. I guess this kind of blue and yellow goes together. Even though it looks like a highlighter yellow, but I think the, the striping and maybe the not having excessive sponsorships all over the place is what makes it different from the one I previously said, the Michelin one. So, I mean,
2: I like it. The X is pretty good. But do you like the Away kit more than the Home
0: kit for Fenerbahcee? Edward's not so much of a, a fan of the plain
2: white jerseys. Oh man, That
1: Fenerbahce I mean, away I mean, kit I mean, is I mean, clean. No, the the, the Fenerbahce away kit is actually pretty good. Uh, I, I like the Uruguay away jersey. Kind of has that kind of vibe to it a little bit. Okay. But, let me see. So I guess both of those, both the home and away. You know, I like the, both of those for Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce.
2: I'm glad you didn't say the third jersey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Third jersey has me uh, thinking of like Boca Juniors kind of vibe.
0: I don't know. I'm just not a fan of the Puma Third kids. (laughs) Nope.
1: Yeah, that was just too plain. But yeah, so those are my top three.
0: Okay. All right. At at number three, I have Bishdika's home.
1: That oh, was actually good.
0: I like the design. I like the white. I like the, the black and red stripe down the middle. Um, yeah, I think it's just, it's a very clean jersey. Uh, you, obviously I'm the Real Madrid fan, so I do like very simple designs and it works out for this one. Um, my number two is FC Porto's away jersey. So kind of with Edward as well. I do like this jersey. I think the gold pops. I like how the badge is also that blue and gold. As well, I kind of do like whenever they do those, those jerseys where the badge is kind of, kind of, they change the color of the badge as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Porto always usually has some pretty, pretty clean jerseys. So props to New Balance for that one. They're going to look great when they win the group of death. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And my number one, and I'm surprised that no one mentioned this one, but Ajax's third Bob Marley jersey. Okay. Well, I mean,
2: <laughs> to be fair to me, I had all these leads to look at, and I may or may not
0: have just skipped over the big name Ajax AI- PSVs. Yeah, no, to look to be, for more. To be fair, you, you 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 went above and beyond. Whereas I guess me and I kind of went to the big clubs of those leagues. So
2: this is ranked as one of the top ones on the uh, on on Football Kit Archive too.
0: But yeah, I, I love the jersey. I love the black. I love the red. I love it. It's it's Rastafarian as fuck. It's basically what it is. Bob Marley. Hey,
2: they could have done more to be Rastafarian. Let's okay. be completely be, honest.
0: Be fair. And I also love in the back of the jersey, on the on the top of the basically on the top of the jersey, you have three little birds. <laughs> I don't see the birds. On the back of the jersey? Oh, there they are. Oh, so, well, that's adorable. So to pay homage to the great Bob Marley. So, yep, that is my number one. Uh, but yeah, no props to Kelsey. I think Kelsey did, did it the better way of looking for other leagues. Like Spencer also did the same way as well. Uh, me and Edward decided to be boring and go for the big teams. <laughs> Edward barely made it out of the Portuguese league. Let's be completely honest here. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, come on. I mean, you picked Fender <laughs> Yeah, he went from...
2: He went from Portugal to Turkey because he got hungry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Alright. Alright, so that is 3-up, three 3-down. Three That's the show, man. I want to give a shout-out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. You can guys check out their website, www.bellyupsports.com. Um, shows you all great articles that they have written there that, it's just well run machine. I got to say for belly up props to them. I can't, I'm glad that we were able to do this partnership with them. And speaking about that partnership, also shout out to the unhinged radio powered by belly up. If you guys want to know when we're available, when high low sports is available or unhinged FCs is, is going to be live on the unhinged radio, we'll follow them on Twitter at radio unhinged. And shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company ANG graphics for the creation of the Instagram name FC logo. You can follow her on Twitter, on Instagram, Jesus Christ, on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X on Instagram. So if you guys love our logo and you guys want maybe something similar to it, probably not going to be as great because let's face it, her logo is just amazing. Um, have Alejandra take good care of you. And this is the part where Edward says, I love you, Alejandra. I
1: love you, Alejandra.
0: All mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that's not going to give me nightmares. And of course, <laughs> of course, shout out to our our guy, our myth, our legend, the producer of this show, and apparently uh, Kelsey didn't know this, Roosevelt Spencer. He didn't know Spencer's first name is actually Roosevelt. To be honest, though, no one knows that Spencer's first name is Roosevelt. <laughs> he, what's funny was even our roommate's wife didn't know that Spencer's first name was Roosevelt. As a matter of fact, she made a stocking for him for Christmas, and while everybody had their first name on it, Spencer's was the only one that said Spencer, like said his last name on it, and then we're like, you know Spencer's first name is Roosevelt, right? And she's like, I thought his name was Spencer. I like, it it is, but that's his last name. (laughs) So. Right. Uh, You got me.
2: You got me. I only heard it was referred to as Spencer, and then you're like, yeah, just shoot him a message. It's like, hey, this is Roosevelt. And I'm like, timeout? What? Do I have the right guy? It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. They call me Spencer and then he went into the whole thing and I was like, oh, okay.
0: But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he, he is, the, he is our, our producer of the show. He's the one that makes the sound the way we sound. He does the intros and outros for this, for our shows. He does such a great job. We will praise him more than we should. Um, so much so that we, he's actually the namesake for the player of the year award. That's correct. Is the Roosevelt Spencer's player of the year award unofficially, officially sponsored by Chick fil A. Um, once again, unofficially, officially, unofficially sponsored by Chick fil A. Um, but yeah, he does everything for this show. And I'm always going to say this, guys, if you're trying to create a podcast or maybe a YouTube channel, or maybe you're, you're trying to be, become an artist of your own. Um, there's, you know, just, Become original. Have your own original stuff. Don't deal with the stupid copyrights of having some super popular song that, you know, and deal with the copyright issues or not even, you don't even have to pick a popular song. Maybe just a song that you like from like an underground artist. Like at the end of it all, maybe you can get away with it for a bit, but let's face it, eventually you're going to get caught and you're going to be caught with a stupid copyright uh, lawsuit. So just avoid it and just get somebody to create a beat for you and why not have our guy Spencer do it for you? So follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, that guy dope. You know, because there's still people out there that use music and think that they're not going to get caught with a copyright issue. Yeah, hey,
2: <laughs> give it time. You're going to have to pay about 88 percent of your earnings back with copyright issues. Just ask Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, she had to pay Paramore. Just for a sample. An uncredited sample.
0: Yep. Yep. So don't don't be that one that wants to it's like, oh no, I gotta have somebody listen to this song. No, don't do it. It's not worth it. Just have just have Spencer take care it. Spencer's helping out high level sports right now as we speak. As he we is. speak. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We got some big things in the works. We might, we might get Ooh. I might ask Spencer if he wants to cook something up for unhinged FC as well. So I mean, Ooh, we're, we're, we're redoing the logo, so we might as well redo everything.
2: <laughs> you heard him, Spencer.
0: I'll ask him later. All right. So that's the show. Thanks for listening. Uh, obviously, thank you to everybody that we're, you know, obviously we're, we've hit our, our year mark. Um, it's crazy to think that this was just an idea that two random idiots just decided one day. And props to Charlotte FC, because if it wasn't for you, uh, this name would have not happened um because (laughs) so um yeah no it's 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 been amazing uh uh one first of all thank you edward uh you know i came to you with this idea and you were all for it um i appreciate your patience i appreciate spencer's spencer basically like just told me he wants to be part of it when i asked him for uh the beats um so yeah i i've been i've been blessed with this show i've been blessed with Everything that's come with it, you know, obviously, uh, unhinged radio and belly up, and all the great people that we've been able to work with over just this one year. You know, the great YouTubers that we've gotten, like, like, uh, kicking it with Drew, uh, you know, Eli Lesser, Dominic Rich, Keith Pierce for, for crying out loud. We got a freaking former U.S. men's national team player interviewing with us. Uh, you know, just so many players, so many people that just, you know, Glenn Davis. Uh, which I can't wait for what that's gonna come with. Oh uh, man! But uh, just, just overall, it's been a blessing. You know, this came from uh, a, a grad school dropouts idea, and it's more and more becoming a reality for me. And and so, thank you, Edward. Uh, just because you've been with me since day one, and and I really appreciate that.
1: Man, I mean, we we did this together, bro. I mean, you you're the mastermind behind it. We'll give all we we'll give all credit to you. I'm just the guy who's half asleep, who's fully awake. You know what I mean? We we re- it's it's uh, always fun to do this with you. It's always been the fun part. Yeah. And then also want to give uh, thanks to Kelsey too because he's always he's always fun to hang around with.
2: <laughs> like to have some fun. Now look, you guys, like I gotta I gotta say, you guys have been absolutely fantastic to to talk to every single time I get the opportunity. Obviously. We've talked many times off 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 air, but you know this getting the time to actually spend with you guys. You know when we do on Hinged FC, when I've guested on your shows, we still haven't gotten you on our show yet. Well, it's coming? We're working on it. We're we're in the <laughs> middle of a move right now. Um, but Hector will be you know helping us out with fourth and four as well coming up, and that's coming up soon for for the NFL season. So we got a whole lot that you know. We appreciate you know everything you guys do, and obviously I love you guys' content. I've loved it for a long time, even before we got introed into uh, by by a beautiful serenade uh, that many many times actually serenaded into our show. Um, so look, this like I love I love everything you guys do here at Insert Name, and you know I appreciate you guys coming along the journey with not just myself and DJ High Low Sports, but also the entire Unhinged Network. Um, you know, we this this merger was was huge for us for on all of us. And I'm glad you guys, you know, still wanted to take the journey with us. I know you guys have one year is not a not a small thing for a podcaster. Most podcasts don't even make it past three months. So one year and you guys have already you guys have already had Heath Pierce on in one year. So I'm excited to see where this next year grows. You know, we're already growing as a network, and you guys obviously are are carrying a lot of a torch for us too. So let's not let's not understate that. So you know, I, I congratulations, guys, on one year though. It's been fantastic.
0: Yeah, I think that's the best way to, to end this. Is yeah, we we definitely hit a huge milestone, but best believe we're not nowhere near where we want to be yet. And we've we've done some some shit that I still can't believe we've done. But it, it's going to get better. It's only going to get better in a matter of time. Uh, hopefully to the point where where Roosevelt. So now everybody knows it's Roosevelt. <laughs> God, it sounds so fucking <laughs> yeah. weird to say Roosevelt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love you, Spencer.
1: And, um, <laughs> um, yeah, we love you, Spence. Like, Spence, if it wasn't for him, we'd probably be sitting in silence. No sound effects, no beats, no nothing. But Spence right there, he brings it. He kills it all every freaking time.
0: Yeah, so it, it's been a, an accumulation of just everybody working hard. And and I greatly appreciate it. And I can't wait for what else is to come. Um But yeah. So thank you for listening to episode fifty-three, our one-year anniversary episode. I know it's going to be a long one, but you know what? It's our anniversary, so uh, you know, fuck off. <laughs> so sorry Jim, <laughs> sorry, Jim. Sorry, Jim. Sorry, <laughs> uh, But you know, I just we just have to do it. We got to do it, big. I'm sorry. I got this is going to be my one time that I want to be selfish. Okay, so sue me. Don't sue me. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. Like, oh. But uh, that but would yeah, be the so. point of
1: a frivolous lawsuit, there, sir.
0: So, thanks for listening, <laughs> and catch us next week for episode fifty-four.
1: Take care, guys. That's our after. Rock, Rock.